What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to another edition of Bucky and BK, live on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Today is Monday, January 29th, 20 and 24, and the Buck and I are with you until 10 o'clock on today's show. Super Bowl 58 is set, and it's a rematch of a Super Bowl we had four years ago. We will recap the AFC and NFC championship games and start to look ahead to the matchup in Vegas coming up a week from Sunday. Plus, Texas basketball comes crashing down to earth in Provo on Saturday, and the Longhorns have a massive game tonight back here in Austin. We'll recap the BYU game and preview the Houston game for Texas hoops. We'll have to talk about horns down again, too, because that's a story once more. Always basketball uh the texas football team missed out on a top transfer portal target over the weekend uh where do steve sarkeesian and company go from there we've got a seven round mock draft from our friends at pro football network that we'll talk about and we'll uh, let y'all know where some of the longhorns are projected to go in april's nfl draft and of course we'll have plenty of fun over the next couple of hours like we always do right here on texas sports unfiltered what's going on buck I'm doing okay, BK. How about yourself? Good week. It was a good weekend. It was a nice warm weekend. Well, yours didn't really, unless you started out on your Friday adventure to the Muni, where you're where you're out there trudging around. Might as well have brought your not your not your snow skis, but your lake skis with you out there for your adventure of playing golf. Mine's was good. I was at home. I got some work done. I just kind of hung around. It was. Um, it was nice. It was nice to have the weather a little bit warmer, at least. Yeah, Saturday and Sunday were beautiful oh, yeah. here in Austin, Texas. Friday, not so much. And since you brought it up, uh, I won't name the course out of no. respect, but it was a Muni that I was playing at on Friday afternoon after the midday show with Trey and BK. And I texted you this picture um, from my time on the course. And, of course, now when I need it, it's not showing up. And of course, it's, you know, munis don't have the greatest drainage in the world. They're semi-flat, so spots yeah, are flat that, at times. That's uh, that's an understatement right there. I mean, <laughs> it really, or a swimsuit would have worked for me yeah. out there. I mean, there were just puddles everywhere. Let me see if I can pull this bad boy up real quick. Well, when you Come sent on. me the picture, I said, are those the ponds? I don't recall those ponds at that particular muni. And you said, No. Those aren't ponds. Those are the fairways. There we go. I'm off to a rousing start this Monday. Yep, there is a picture of one of the fairways at the course I was playing at on Friday. Sure, and those aren't ponds. Those aren't like little separate ponds. I mean, they look like the freaking Great Lakes. <laughs> Dude, I mean, and that wasn't the only fairway that looked like that either. I mean, there were puddles and ponds all over the place. No, you should have got a refund and said, we're going to do this later. Yeah. I mean, my tee time was at 2.30. I was literally a part of the last group to tee off. And I asked the, you know, the guy at the clubhouse, I was like, is it wet out there? And he's like, just a little bit. Like maybe on a hole or two, you might have some water to deal with. What? And then we get out there and it's like this on all 18. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow it didn't play horrible on Friday. But uh, yeah, I was almost hoping it was going to rain so I could go back in and get a rain check and get my round refunded. But it was just the sun never really came out. It wasn't nearly oh. as warm as it was supposed to be. So the water didn't go away. 
and it didn't rain. So like I had to go and stay out there. And of course we teed off so late that right uh, as we were wrapping up 16, the damn horn sounds, the darkness horn sounds telling us we got to get the hell out of there. Oh and, yeah. And, and you don't, you don't see anybody, a marshal forever. And then all of a sudden he shows up when there's three holes to play and you're trying to sneak them in. They're probably going really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fishing was uh, great that out was there, the, Jason. That was the fishing. Thank you, thank that you for asking. Oh yeah. my goodness, that was that's something. I, man, oh man, oh man. And guess yeah. what? On a Saturday, that place was probably packed. Yeah, it was probably gorgeous too because the oh, sun yeah. came out. I just I chose the wrong day to play golf. Right, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday were all perfect. Oh yeah. And Friday was supposed to be perfect, but it was far from it. So. Oh, that's right. You got out there. You know, you got your exercise. Yeah. They didn't they have said? carts. They didn't have carts, did they? They did. It was car path only, but on the back nine, we were like, dude, to hell with this. We are driving <laughs> the cart. We're oh, getting out there. Yeah. We're, we're getting our money's worth here. Like this, they shouldn't have let us even play today. We are getting our money's worth. No I ain't doubt. walking this anymore. I mean, I, I literally looked like I'd come home from a war zone. I had so much mud all over me. Oh, how are your clubs? What are those like? Did they, did they have anybody to, to clean up your clubs at the end at that muni no 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 I, I, nobody I waiting even, for you at 18 nobody waiting for you at 18 to take your clubs to the no, car or anything no didn't, didn't quite happen like that no i gotta hose my clubs down hell i might need new clubs after oh, that round my goodness all the mud that's all them so well, a bad day on the course is a is better than a good day just about anywhere else but except uh, for that day yeah yeah you know i can't even use that expression on that no, day. That, was, I mean, that was I, that was no. bullshit I don't know. That's right. At least you finished. That's toughing it out, though. You know, yeah. I don't. I don't tough it out. If I just hear thunder, I start getting my packing on my stuff because my luck's not that good. I'm the guy that gets electrocuted. I don't even play that stuff. Mm. You got your uh, Sunday at the Masters get up again today. Yeah, I do. I got my. I'm, I'm going all. I'm going red. You paying homage doing, to my Kansas City Chiefs? That's right. And my big play of the weekend, of course. You I did. That was too easy. You know what? No. And then I felt stressed and pushed to take uh, San Francisco. And, hey, of course, Dan Campbell, after his 50th try on first on fourth down, scores a TD. Hey, thanks a lot there, big guy. Yeah, yeah. You, you may have saved some of these fourth downs for the regular season. Let's not try those when you're winning the game and you've got the momentum. Hey, do us a favor. Go ahead and take the points, maybe, Dan Campbell. <laughs> I mean, really, what what a – that was talking about overcoaching and overthinking and think you're in the regular season and you're not trying to get to the Super Bowl. Mm. And you got a team and you got them really down. I mean, you've got their asses so down. First of all, good morning to the soldiers at Fort Cavazas, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do. It is appreciated and do be safe out there. And, you know, for me, my weekend, you know, I was trying to be a big man yesterday. I worked out just about the entire day. And I went above and beyond when it comes to eating food. I started out my morning with a workout. And then I started out with a bacon and egg breakfast, scrambled eggs, three eggs and some, some bacon. And then probably about two hours after that, I decided to have another cup of coffee. Now I'm going on my, working on my third cup of coffee. And by that time, I'd gone to Tractor Supply and the Girl Scouts got me. Oh, oh they are out in droves. Already. Oh, yeah. So my little redheaded girl was there and her dad was there. He's about six, eight. And 
You buy some cookies? Oh, yeah, sure. I, yeah, yes, sir. I'll get wait, wait till I come out. Bought two boxes of Girl Scout cookies at $6 a clip. Oh, $6? Inflation what? has hit the scouts. Plus, there's less, and there's less cookies in the cookie roll. So I bought these cookies that tasted just like the little animal cookies that you had when you were a kid. So there was nothing to that. But I ate, I had a whole row of those after the eggs and bacon with another cup of coffee. I mean, the whole liner, the whole thing, I, I not three cookies, but, you know, two dozen cookies. Well, maybe there's only two dozen in the whole thing, but my goodness, I ate that. And then about two hours later at lunchtime, I was like, I felt a little hungry. Big man feeling hungry after the workout. Big man had a pint of um, clam chowder from Whole Foods. And so I did the whole clam chowder, dude. I souped it up with clam chowder and some crackers in there. And then anyway, it was really weird. It's around three o'clock. I'm thinking, I haven't had dinner yet. What am I going to have for dinner after this? Come on there. I asked my wife. She goes, no, no dinner. No dinner, big man. Big man for a while. You so were looking for dinner out. around three o'clock? Well, I was thinking of what I was going to have, you know, at halftime of the, the second game. What, what am I going to start? Am I going to get some grilling going? Am I going to do some chicken? Uh, no. The second game? No, the first game started at two. That was halftime of the first game when you were oh. thinking about dinner. Okay, big man was thinking of food yesterday. God. Okay, <laughs> hold on. You're telling me by like noon yesterday, yes. Yes. you eating three eggs, bacon, a yeah. whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies, and a bowl of clam chowder. Yes, big man was hungry. A thing of clam chowder from yeah. Whole Foods or yes. Central Market. Yes. God, that what a combo that isn't. Not for a guy who has dairy product problems. Oh, so R.I.P. your toilet. <clears throat> no, How many times? And you had three cups of coffee. How many times did you hit the John yesterday? One big time, and it came on in a hurry. It came on right after the clam chowder. I came up the steps, no bathroom up here, you know, 18 flights of steps. So, oh, sorry, 18 steps. Dude, it hit me, and it hit me heavy. I almost had to slide down the steps because I didn't want to fall going down. I mean, I went broom, broom, like a horse going down the steps. Got there, just barely made it. I'm surprised you it. did make it. I made it, but then, you know. You would have gone full uh, not United in my Airlines. No, 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 no. I'd have done it on the steps before I'd done it in my pants. Uh, you would have pulled your pants down and just started crapping oh, yeah. on oh. the stairs to avoid crapping yourself? Absolutely. I guess that's better. So I'm looking around, and I'm thinking, what am I going to have for dinner? Big man's got to eat dinner, right? <sighs> Did you eat had, dinner? No, had no room. Mm. Had no room. Watched the second game. Was thinking of, do I have a little snack here or there? Do I go get some peanuts or something? <laughs> no, I couldn't. I had no room. Uh, your wife would have loved that. You should have done like the ballpark peanut bit, you know. When you oh, buy them at the grocery store, they already cut them open for you. But you should have done like the the shells on. just throw them on the floor upstairs. Oh, I'm yeah. gonna see if, if how I'm, that works. I got to do that one time. See how that works I, with my wife. If I do the shells like on the floor upstairs, I'll tell you what. If you're ever looking for a divorce, that feels like a good place to start. Oh, that's right a good there. starter, huh? Yeah, you just uh, start cracking open those ballpark peanuts in the living room and just throwing the <laughs> shells <laughs> on the ground and just not even clean them up. Like, ah, uh, you don't just have walk it. away from it. Walk away from it. Yeah, I thought you were doing this for me. Once the game's over, someone else is supposed to come by and oh, clean this up. Is that, is that not your job, right there? No, oh, that man. that would have been that would have been a problem because big yeah. man eating all day. And sneaking food upstairs was not good. 
Hey. Especially after the nice breakfast I had. I'll tell you what, though. I, I, I'm a believer in what you did yesterday. Now, I don't think I would have gone in that order. Eggs, bacon, Girl Scout cookies, clam chowder. Like, that oh. feels like a meal that four or five dentists do not recommend. But wow. I'm a believer of if you do any sort of working out yes. during a day, you can eat and do whatever the hell you want for the rest of said day. Well, I got my, I got my, I got my dumbbells up here. I did a whole day of, you know, get, get, get yourself three more sets in. You know, today is um, cardio. Oh, after yesterday, that's okay. not going to be a treat. Good luck. Yeah, you're not going to be doing much moving, I think. Well, I think. This sounds like a treadmill day where I can get to the bathroom and not get out there for a walk out, out in the neighborhood when I'm squatting up by somebody's mailbox, you know, leaning up, oh. against, leaning up against the mailbox. You, you and the dog are going to be lifting a leg by oh, yeah. the... Gross. Yeah. All right. Well, you brought up the games. Obviously, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the two NFL games yesterday. Super Bowl 58 is set. Of course, it's the Chiefs and the 49ers for the second time in four of years. Of course. That is the Super Bowl that we get. You had one favorite win. You had one underdog win. And I guess we'll go in chronological order. I mean, there's a bunch to get into from both of these games. But we'll start with the AFC Championship just because that went down first yesterday. And, man, a weird game. But maybe we shouldn't have been surprised by the way this thing went down. I mean, all the conversation leading up to the matchup was Mahomes versus Lamar, right? I mean, Mahomes is already cementing his legacy as one of the best quarterbacks of all time. That guy's won a couple of MVPs in his career to this point. By the way, Lamar, get back that MVP to Mahomes where it rightfully belongs, will you please? Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson has already won an MVP. He's about to win MVP for a second time. So you've got two of the biggest named quarterbacks in the NFL, two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, duking it out in the playoffs for the first time. So everyone spent all week talking about that matchup, but... Uh, these are also the two top scoring defenses in the NFL during the regular season. Baltimore, number one, Kansas City, number two. And the defenses showed up. This was a low scoring game, 17 to 10, the final score in Baltimore yesterday. And hell, Kansas City didn't even score a point in the second half. There were only three total points scored in the second half. Uh, the defenses showed up and showed out. But obviously, uh, the big story, if you're a Baltimore fan, is the fact that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense, you can't just pin this all on Lamar, but the quarterback will always shoulder most of the blame when the offense doesn't show up. The Ravens offense just didn't show up yesterday. They had countless times to get back into this football game, and time and time again, they just could not get it done. No, Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson, that's never a good matchup for Lamar. It just, It's just not, and you know, the deciding factor for picking that game for me really actually kind of came on Friday, on Thursday when you told me that, you know, this team, this Kansas City team, over the last four attempts, you know, at an AFC championship game, they've, they've faced the number one or number two defense, and they're three out of four. And I'm like, that'll do it for me. They've won three out of four against the best defenses in football every year in the AFC championship, and they they found a way to win, I'm thinking. And Baltimore is set, set up for – you know, this is the best. This is the best group. I kept hearing about how great their defense was. So I'll, I'll take Pat Mahomes against a great defense. On the road, who cares? On the road, in the parking lot, he's just too good. And Andy Reid's too good. And they've been in, and they've been in these situations. And the Ravens looked like a group that hadn't been in there. You know, they had their rookie lose his mind, you know, taunting and, and doing stuff that you do when you're at Boston College and getting away with it. But you can't do that in the NFL. There's too many rules. And they, they, they take those taunting rules especially when you're spinning balls at guys and then you're fumbling at the one-yard line going in. 
That was a huge turnover, just yeah. a huge, huge play. And that's not Lamar's fault. That wasn't Lamar's fault there. No, it was a collective collapse by Baltimore yesterday. They did everything. They brought in Ray Lewis, Rugg. They tried to bring in everybody to get that group going. They couldn't. They, they, yeah. They're playing against number 15. It's not happening. Just yeah. not, it's not, you're not going to beat that guy right now. Well, yeah, I mean, I'll give the Chiefs defense a bunch of love, right? I oh, mean, yeah, Mahomes, they were fabulous. Mahomes played smart. He didn't turn the football over. Uh, obviously, the dagger at the end. What a call by Andy Reid, and what a throw by Patrick Mahomes, right? Third down, uh, just over two minutes left in the game. Kansas City holding on to that seven-point lead. It's a third and long. You know, most coaches in that spot would just run the football, get it down to the two-minute warning, then you punt, punt the ball back to the Ravens and just hope your defense can get one more stop. Well, and it was Andy tough Reed, because his defense was getting those kind of stops too, yeah, you know? Yeah, I, I was almost expecting it too. Like maybe a screen pass, right? Some coaches will call a screen. Like obviously you don't want an incompletion in that spot. It stops the clock. It basically gives the other team a free timeout. So, you know, sometimes you'll see coaches throw it, but they're going to be high percentage throws. Instead, uh, Andy Reid dials something up deep. Patrick Mahomes with a perfect ball to Marquez Valdez-Scantling down the field. 32-yard catch. Great play by MVS, too, catching that thing falling on his ass. And that's that. Uh, the Chiefs pick up the first down. It had felt like it had been a whole quarter since they had even gotten a first down. Obviously, they weren't getting close to scoring, but they couldn't get anything. It's like if they just get one first down, this game's going to be over. They finally get it. Mahomes makes an amazing play. And, uh, yeah, the Chiefs are headed back to the Super Bowl. So experience matters, Buck. I think you saw that in oh, both yeah. games. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, and, and 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 the fact that all year long that, you know, Patrick Mahomes was trying to figure out who is number two receiver. Who am I going to go to besides Kelsey? Well, I mean, he found that kid Rice. You yeah. know, he, he, he found a way that no matter how everybody talked about, they don't have another guy that's just not the same. He's not going to pick up the pace. He's going to find a way to keep throwing the ball to guys until they start just absolutely catching it and making plays or they won't be in the league. They'll just be gone because if you can't catch them from that guy, you're not going to catch them from anybody. So he's found his, he's found some receivers. They'll, they'll find more. They'll still be around for, time, for a long time to come. I thought their offensive line, you know, did a good job against the Ravens defense. It was supposed to be all of that. Uh, he ran when he had the run. He did everything you do as a winner. You, that's, that's how you lead a team. And Lamar – just couldn't he couldn't get going. He couldn't get his run game going. The defense, Kansas City's defense stepped up against the run game. But you know, they still couldn't cover that kid Flowers. That guy was finding a way. His speed and quickness was was something, but my his immaturity really cost them two plays in the end, really cost that team. Yeah. They had a chance if he scores that touchdown. Oh, yeah. I mean, every play is magnified in the playoffs. That's just how it works. I mean, you look at the box scores, Zay Flowers, five catches for 115 yards, and it's like, all right, the dude played a really good game. But uh, obviously, yeah, the unsportsmanlike conduct penalty. The that was a silly one. That was just – that was like, come on, man. It's yeah. late in the game. You only have time for that. Just get up and get back to the huddle as quick as you can. Yeah, it's spinning the ball on guys. I know. Some people were mad that that was called in a playoff game in the heat of the moment. And no. there was trash talk going both ways. But, yeah, he, he stood over the Chiefs player, like threw the ball right at him and yeah. started talking trash. Like, that is that is a textbook taunt. Like, part of me is yeah, mad that yeah. it got called, too. But, like, that's – you're supposed to call that. You can't be like, oh, no. Nah, They've been calling that call. all year long. Yeah, like, that's – you know, it's just stupid by Zay Flowers – and the Ravens get pushed back 15 yards, and then they're still yeah. close to scoring, but then Zay Flowers on that same drive just a couple of plays later tries to reach the ball across the end zone, 
and it gets stripped out. The Chiefs recover it in the end zone for a touchback, and just like that, I mean, a total turning point in the game. And that was kind of a microcosm of the Ravens' offense yesterday, Buck. Yes. So, yeah, I mean, and, and look, like, Lamar deserves some blame. He had a couple of turnovers himself. Zay Flowers, we just criticized him. I think the biggest reason why the Ravens lost yesterday was their offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, who had a horrible, horrible game plan. I mean, you thought, like, I'll localize this. I'll make this about the Longhorns for a second. Like, Texas fans were pretty upset by the lack of run calls from Steve Sarkeesian in yes. the Sugar Bowl against Washington. Dude, look at Baltimore's, like, Gus Edwards had three carries for 20 yards yesterday. Like, the the Chiefs had a top-five pass defense, but a bottom-five rush defense in the Rio, NFL. They didn't get after him, no. They, they didn't run the ball. Like, I get it. Lamar Jackson's the MVP. He's a great player. You want the ball in his hands as often as you can. But the, the weakness of that Chiefs defense all year has been their inability to stop the run. And it felt like whenever there was a designed run play that Baltimore called, it was working. Yet all game long, they acted like they were down by 30 points. They were just yes. throwing and throwing and throwing. And it's like, dude, like, run the ball. Establish. That's what you do best, right? Like, establish your run win the time of possession battle, keep Mahomes and that offense on the sideline. I couldn't yeah. believe how many times Lamar Jackson, who is one of the best weapons in the league because of how good of a runner he is. Obviously, he's matured and developed a ton as a passer. But like, what makes him and that Ravens offense great is how well they can run it and how many different guys can run it. They just kept dropping back to throw over and over again. And it's like, what? What are you thinking? Well, they Baltimore? felt like they had Mark Andrews back and they were going to throw the ball down the field, push the ball down the field. And that's what that's what Kansas City is good at. Boy, can they cover guys? They get right on you. And when you catch it, they're stripping the ball. You know, they're making plays. So and they're weak against against the run. I'm like, oh, the Ravens are going to start running. Lamar Jackson is going to take off and he's going to be getting chunk yards. But they didn't they didn't do they didn't do that. They did it sporadically to none at all, really. Yeah, I mean, Gus Edwards had one carry in the first half. It went for 15 yards. How does that guy only get one carry? It went for 15 yards. What are you doing, Munkin? Like, and then Lamar, oh, here's where you give the Chiefs credit too, right? Steve Spagnolo is one of the best coordinators in oh, the he history. Kept coming after him. Yep, yep. Look, a lot of coordinators are scared to go after Lamar. Right. It's like, man, if we bring extra blitzers and they don't hit, that guy's going to have running lanes and he is going to torture us. They Steve did a great job like, lanes and, and keeping yep. the integrity of the lanes and nobody getting out of their lanes. You're right. Yeah, they, were right there. Lamar wasn't looking to run. There was no there was no way if he tried to escape, there was a guys in the gap ready for him. They did a great, great job, job of that. Yep. They stayed disciplined the entire game. They brought the pressure. I think they blitzed on more than 40% of Lamar oh, yeah. Jackson's dropbacks. I mean, they were in his face all game long. They hit him a bunch. They sacked him a bunch. They obviously forced him into a couple of turnovers. Uh, shout out lifetime Longhorn and former radio intern Charles Aminahu with a nice strip sack fumble in the first half. That was a huge play. Uh, obviously, the pressure forced Lamar Jackson into one of the worst interceptions he's ever thrown. I mean, into triple coverage. I don't know what decision that was by Lamar in the second half. But yeah, he was rattled, man. He was shook. And you credit Steve Spagnolo and the Chiefs defense. Obviously, Lamar is going to wear this for a while. And he's been taking all sorts of heat. And he deserves to take the heat. He did not play well yesterday. But you got to also tip your cap to the other team. The Chiefs defensive game plan was uh, magnificent into forcing Lamar into those bad mistakes. Yeah, that 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 was um that was textbook Andy Reid and his defensive coordinator. 
you're really not going to run it against us. You're going to try to throw. Okay, when you do, we're bringing pressure. We're not sitting back there and let Lamar just shake around in the in the in the pocket, find some time. Maybe he's not going to run it, but we're not letting you because they had enough weapons to get loose. You know, in that secondary, if he had time, he had some time. There were there were cases where he moved around pretty well. Boy, their coverage. They still are there. I mean, that's a pretty good group back there in that secondary. So it's this will be a very interesting Super Bowl. Yeah, and for Patrick Mahomes, before we uh, get to the NFC Championship game, I mean, what can you say, dude? Like, six years in the league, he's been to six AFC Championship games. This will be his fourth Super Bowl appearance. The guy's only 28 years old. He's already been an MVP twice. He's already obviously won two Super Bowls and has been Super Bowl MVP two times as well. I mean, the resume that this guy is building, he could leave the game today and he'd be a Hall of Famer. And yeah. he's still in his 20s. Like, I don't know if he's going to be like Brady where he plays till his mid-40s, but we see quarterbacks now play into their late 30s and early 40s. Like, if this guy just keeps going at a pace anywhere close to this, I don't think anyone was going to sniff Tom Brady's resume. But Patrick Mahomes is... He's on his way, man, and it doesn't feel like there's uh, any end in sight to this Chiefs dynastic run that they're on. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels like they're there. Andy Reid looks like he's as happy and having more fun than ever and wants to continue to do it. Whether they win or lose the Super Bowl, they feel like they're going to be in it every year because they're always going to beat Buffalo and they're always going to beat the Ravens, you know, yeah, as long as that bad, guy's man. quarterback. And that's just because they're going to build on – they're, they're going to do some things with their, with their wide receiver group they're going to find some wide receivers, whether it's veterans or some young guys, to fit in. I mean, I can't even imagine what Patrick Mahomes would be with a guy like Zay Flowers on his team. I mean, he's got the kid Rice. Can you imagine having Zay Flowers, too? I mean, guys that can just flat out go like that. And and as much as they loved Hill, they just can keep on moving. Mm -hmm. And he found a way to get find a number two receiver. He made that kid Rice become a receiver, said, hey, listen, I'm going to keep throwing to you, but so you might as well catch it. You might yep. as well get loose because I'm you're the guy I'm coming to as my number two. Yeah. Then Kelsey had like, what do you have? Twelve catches in the game? I think eleven. But Man. like every time Mahomes targeted him, I like at one point he had eleven targets and eleven catches. Like the chemistry for those two. And you give Kelsey a lot of love too, because he had a down regular season by yeah. his standard. And people were wondering if he had lost a step. And now uh, is he the same guy that he has been in the past? And he didn't look like it. For large portions of the year, right? Uh, everyone was talking about the whole Taylor Swift situation, and oh, is she Yoko Ono for the Kansas City Chiefs? Well, in these playoffs, Travis Kelsey has found the fountain of youth, and he's been massive in both of uh, of these Chiefs games. Hell, all three of these Chiefs games, he's been. You said he's been incredible. dipping into the fountain of youth. Been dipping into the fountain of youth, drinking from the fountain. Oh, of youth. drinking from the old fountain of youth. What yeah. is dipping in the fountain of youth? Is that a Jeffrey Epstein reference or something? <laughs> Wow. What are you talking about over there? Man, oh, man, oh, man. But yeah, Travis Maato or Travis Swift, whatever the hell we're supposed to call him nowadays, uh, he's balling right now. Boy, he had some great, great nice catches, too. Just snatched him right out of the air. Yeah. And Mahomes knows what he can do athletically, so he can put it out there and let him go get it. Yep. Let's hear from uh, Mahomes after the game, a uh, little interview he did on the field with the folks over at the NFL Network. 
Here's Mahomes talking about going back to the Super Bowl for the fourth time. Know, it, was, it was unreal. I mean, that's a great football team, every single aspect, and our guys stepped up to the challenge. Um, it's, been a, it's been a fun year. I mean, a lot of adversity. We've battled through, um, but we're not done yet. You know, we're going we're gonna to carry this momentum into the Super Bowl and try to go win that thing. You've been through a lot this year, but it was old Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes today. What worked so well between the two of you? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I knew he was going to show up. He always does. When the, when the lights get brighter, he, he plays better. Um, and so I'm going to trust him at all times. I'm going to throw it to him. One-on-one matchups. And he made plays happen. There you go. Yeah, one on one matchups. I'm going to that guy. There's nobody's going to cover him one on one. And he puts the ball like right was... where he can catch it too. That's that's the nice thing when you see those balls, and then some of those off, you know, off timing plays that he threw across his body back across. Travis Kelsey making a play. Yeah. He threw one to number was number seventeen. One of those things that where you're going. Oh no, that's going to be picked. That thing's floated up in the air. Guys making one handed catches. I mean, it was. It was a team. It was a veteran team that's used to being in those situations. That's what they play like. Yep. Big, Mahomes, big 30, stage team. 30 of 39, 241 yards. Not a ton of deep passes. No. Uh, you saw some of Mahomes' magic in the first half. Once again, Kansas City did not score a single point in the second half. But when Mahomes needed to step up and make a play, he obviously did on that final possession of the game with that uh, 32 yard dime to MVS. How about this, Buck? I mean, we really could. We're not going to. I'm sure Kansas City Sports Radio is doing this today. We really could spend two hours just talking about how great Mahomes has been and how many ridiculous stats that he's been able to put up to this point in his career. He's now played in 17 postseason games. So that's basically an NFL regular season. Here are his numbers in the playoffs. He's 14-3, and 4,800 passing yards. 39 passing touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, just seven interceptions. Like, that is a runaway MVP season, and he's done that in the playoffs. You went up 5,000 units this weekend. Now, you did lose your first game of the playoffs. A lot of pressure. You put me under a lot of pressure. You, you gave me that pressure. You know I didn't want that. Yes, that's right. I didn't want that San Francisco game. I was pressured before you went to play golf because you thought you were going to have a nice golf day. So Friday, you put the pressure on me with that Detroit-San Fran. I never felt good about San Fran. I never said you had to. You no. did it on your own. It's all right. You still went up 5,000 units. The people oh, that's can't not enough. That. I like that streak I was rolling on. Yeah, yeah. You were 7-0. and oh. I needed the hook. I didn't get the hook. That was the problem. If I would have got the hook, that would have been no way. Yeah, and then Dan Campbell. Oh. I think I think the majority of people were on the Lions yesterday. So Dan Campbell going for yes. it on fourth down instead of kicking the field goal. Like, it's like the guy, guy. It's like the guy forgot he had a kicker on his roster. Uh, but the last time he went for it on fourth down in the last minute, and the Lions scored the touchdown and a bunch of money shifted hands and the Buck yeah. lost his first. Way play. too many people talking about the regular season and this is how he got there. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit. Because this ain't the regular season anymore. No. All right, hold on. Let's let's get some live reads before uh, we'll get to the Chiefs radio call later. We'll we'll play that later. But um, before we get to the NFC title game and talk about Dan Campbell going full Aggie yesterday. <laughs> Come on, uh, some, Aggie. Shout outs to some of our fantastic sponsors, Buck. Uh, I'm a good friend over at Relax the Back. You know, I told you I've been working out. Yesterday was workout day for the big man because I am a big man after yesterday. Big man all over my body, as a matter of fact. Hmm. Love the folks that relax the back. They embrace the holistic approach for a healthier lifestyle based on 35 years of proven expertise. And folks, my back couldn't be happier after thoracic back surgery, reconstruction of my thoracic back. 
Now, right now, this is a great opportunity to go over to Relax the Bag because they've got select massage chairs just for you. You've got the right size pillows that your back and your neck need for sure. But they've got those chairs. I, I love the chairs, all the Relax the Bag chairs. I mean, they have this leather that absolutely will help your lumbar area, your thoracic back, even your neck area. They've got standing desks just for you also. And they've got two great locations in BK's at the Hill Country Gallery across from Whole Foods and in North Austin at the Gateway Shopping Center across from the Container Store. Please live pain-free just like the buck at Relax the Back. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Relax the Back. And how about a word from our man Tom McKay, who was a guest on the Wagner Wire yesterday. He was co-hosting with Wags and Smash, one of our favorites. We'll let you hear from Tom McKay of AV Consultations. This is Tom McKay, owner of Audiovisual Consultations, and we'd like to take a moment to thank all of our clients for making the last 25 years both fun and fruitful. For those of you who have not experienced our services yet, we'd like to invite you to give us a try for all of your home electronics needs. We take care of everything from surround sound home theaters and distributed audio to computer networks, home surveillance systems, to a new television in the living room or bedroom. And we come to you. There's no need to leave your home to find great pricing and incomparable service. No traffic, inexperienced sales geeks, or pushy showroom tactics. Just give us a call and we'll visit you at your home or business to take a look at what you really need. Just relax, hug your kids, and smile. We make your electronics and life simpler to manage. So give us a call and discover what over 7,000 families and businesses already have. Audiovisual consultations is the easiest, most complete way to enjoy today's electronics. Call us at 512-255-8678. That's 512-255-8678 or online at avconsultations.com. And I definitely want to thank the folks over at Big Hat Spirits, BigHatSpirits.com. You know, the orange and lemon and lime and the kabucha and, of course, the ginger in their mocktails that I had this weekend. Absolutely great. I needed that ginger to settle my stomach. Mm. Ginger is good for gut health. And believe me, after what I went through yesterday, the big man with the big man went through, I had one of those mocktails. It kind of settled my stomach a little bit. I needed that. No alcohol in it. But they do have the alcohol drinks, BK, that are fantastic, too. I want to thank the folks at Big Hat uh, Spirits for being a part of what we do, too. But I love the ginger. I'm a ginger freak now. I almost went to the store. I saw the ginger roots there. I I wanted to take a little piece off and put it in my mouth like Dew was in front of me doing the grapes, taking grapes out of one bag, putting it into the other with his hands. Oh, it was gross. No. It was gross. And he finally looked behind me because I was all up on his shoulder. And he goes, can I help you? And I'm like, no, obviously you're helping yourself and putting your hands in everybody's grapes that you're sticking back. That's why, of course, you should always wash your grapes. Sometimes I get a little carried away. I get home and I want the grapes so bad. I want that little sugary taste. I take them right out of the bag and start eating them before I wash them. After what I saw the other day, I'm not saying I saw him scratch any body parts, but he was, I mean, and he was doing it for a long time. He was trying to load up one bag and he was taking it from the other and then throwing grapes back into a bag. Ew. Like, yeah, I know. What's the point of that? You get huh? charged by the you get charged by the pound. It's not like it's by the bag. I know. I'm just, you know, I'm thinking, you know, like they have a marshal at the golf course. We need a store marshal for the for the fruit section over there and the salad section. We need to have a fruit marshal with like a little thing where he slaps you on the hand or something, you know? Dude, that is disgusting. Isn't I've never it? seen that. I would say something to somebody if they were doing that. I was close enough. I didn't have to say anything. He could he could feel my breath on the back of his neck. But because I was trying and he took a long time doing it. He was real methodical, kind of just kind of eh, and then he'd throw then he throw the grapes back in the other bags. Some of them weren't even hitting the bags. I mean God. Because yeah. I have that, I have that, like I said, I 
I've got that crazy deal sometimes where I want to get to the grapes so bad that I won't wash them. My wife gives me problems. She goes, wash everything. Yeah. Wash everything that you get from the store. People are handling it and fondling it. And I'm like, yeah, it's, it was almost as bad as the rotisserie. I'm like, wait a minute. We're getting a rotisserie level here, but you touching the grapes and stuff. Maybe that's why they call them grape smugglers. Maybe. No. Hold on. Know. What is this rotisserie thing you're talking about? Seven Eleven rotisserie. Yeah, the wieners. You oh, know. okay. I thought you meant like the rotisserie oh. chicken in the. Oh no, no. Someone opens up the top of the package. They it like a, no, no. Grab a I've leg never, and then they run. I have never seen that happen. I've seen I've seen ladies do it to keep their kids quiet. They'll open up the bag of cookies and keep the kids from going berserk at the store. Sure. But, but that's, that's that's all right. But dude, rinsing the grapes. the grapes isn't enough anymore. Now I have to throw them in the damn washing machine after hearing that. Oh no! no. Got to put some what, detergent on those bad boys. Now you got to wash them off, yeah. Because guy, guy would get in a handful. No, not these. I'll put them in another somebody else's bag. That was gross, dude. I would. I think I would have fought that guy. Would you have said something to him? Hundred percent. And I, I wear headphones in the grocery store to avoid talking to people. I would have popped out one of the AirPods and been like. What yeah. are you doing, dude? Why are you touching everybody else's grave? You would have been like, mind your own business. And I'm like, I can't. Yeah. I, I can't. You're making it difficult for me to mind my own business. Yeah. I'm trying to save the whole city. Yeah. Oh, my God. What a bad bit that is. That was a bad bit. The grape smuggler. Yeah. yeah. All so right. Cool. On to the NFC title game. Congrats to lifetime Longhorn Kyle Shanahan on making it back to another Super Bowl. Uh, and it feels fitting, Buck. In a big game, the Longhorn beat the Aggie. We're used to that happening, right? Yes. It was a matchup of uh, Longhorn v. Aggie on the sideline. Of course, Kyle Shanahan played football at Texas. Dan Campbell played football at Texas A&M. And the Longhorn got the better of the Aggie yesterday. And, I mean, really. Like, you talk about the guys in between the lines deciding football games, and that's usually how it works. But the coaching mismatch showed up yesterday because Dan Campbell, I don't know what the hell he was doing. I mentioned it a couple of minutes ago. It's like he forgot he had a kicker on his roster. And Antonio Brown, who has a hilarious Twitter account, you should not take 99% of what that guy says seriously. But he tweeted out after the game, he's like, Dan Campbell, the first coach with CTE. I mean, some of the decisions that Dan Campbell made in the second half while his team was just giving up that huge lead to San Francisco, incredibly questionable. And it felt like the, the Lions were on their way to their first ever Super Bowl buck. They were up 24-7 to at halftime. They had dominated the first 30 minutes of the game. Getting no pressure on the quarterback whatsoever. And they just completely fell apart. Offense, defense, special teams, coaching, everything completely fell apart for the Lions. The Niners came back and got the win, and it is heartbreak once again for Detroit football fans. I just thought they were over-aggressive. I, I, I thought that aggressive play that Dan Campbell does during the regular season, oh, that's good. But now you're in the playoffs. You're trying to just get to the next level. You're not trying to cover spread. You're, not, you're just trying to win the game, dude. That's all you're trying to do. You're not trying to add. You're not trying to be cute. Oh, no, no, we're going to play like we played all year. Bullshit. That's not the time. The time is to move on, to go to the Super Bowl, not, not to advance to another playoff game, but to play in the Super Bowl. The Detroit Lions could have been in the Super Bowl. They gave that to San Francisco. They gave them the momentum. that all. The, and San Francisco was looking for something. They were, just, they were hoping somebody would give them something because they weren't taking anything. They weren't pressuring the quarterback. They couldn't stop the run. 
I don't know why Dan Campbell just didn't line up and just run against that San Fran defense. Those guys were getting rolled by that offensive line of Detroit. They were the ball in the second half, every down. Yeah. I mean, the Lions had five possessions in the first half. They scored on four of them, three touchdowns and then a field goal at the very end of the first half where I was a little bit surprised that Dan Campbell settled for three at the end of the first half. Just knowing how reason, it looked like he was thinking about going for it on fourth down or something. Yeah. I mean, it was really weird. And it, it, look, it was it was the right move, like take the points in that spot. And they did. They went up by 17 at halftime. They had all the momentum going into the break. And it just it completely unraveled in the second half. And obviously the two big fourth down decisions that Campbell made in the second half. Right. One of them in, in the third quarter. So San Francisco got the ball first. They marched down the field. They settled for a field goal to make it a 24 to 10 game. The Lions got the ball. They were moving it again. And Detroit had a fourth and two from the San Francisco 28-yard line. They're up by two scores, right? So they're up 14. You kick a field goal, you make it 17. It becomes a yes. three-possession game. That's a no-brainer right there. Like, I, I sometimes get mad when coaches will kick field goals to take it from a two-possession game to a two-possession game, right? It's like, okay, if you have the opportunity to, to increase the possession lead that you have, either one to two, two to three, whatever, then I would understand going for it. Like, or excuse me yeah then then no you kick the i don't know what i just said if you no, have the you chance kick the field goal you kick yes, the field goal if you have the chance to increase the possession lead you take the points right if if you don't then okay i understand going for it right there the lions literally had a chance it was a makeable field goal it wasn't like a 58 yarder it would have been a 45 46 yarder you kick the field goal there you go back up by three scores and all the momentum that the niners had from that opening drive goes away because you just washed it out with a field goal of your own. Instead, the Lions go for it. They turn it over on downs. And five plays later, less than two minutes later, the Niners score another touchdown. And then the Lions get the ball back. You can't blame Dan Campbell for this one. Jameer Gibbs, a rookie moment for him, fumbles it on the very first play of that ensuing Lions possession. And then the Niners score right after that. And just like that, a game that was completely one-sided for so long, is all of a sudden tied, and at that moment, it felt over right there. Like, I just, I didn't think there was going to be a way no. the, the Lions stopped the bleeding, and uh, sure enough, the Niners. Well, they kept stopped running. Then they stopped running the ball, and I said, "Oh no! Now they're just going to let Jared go. Off. All he's going to do is throw now, on every yeah. down." Yeah, it just didn't work. It didn't work out because there was no pressure by San Francisco, but they got that momentum offensively, and Brock Purdy got time, and he was throwing it all over the place. He really played well in the second half. Kind of look like Michael Vick out there in the second. Oh, how half. about him taking off and running? And I'm thinking, oh, he's going to slide. This dude is taking hits. I'm like, wait a minute, this little guy is not going to try to take him. Doug Flutie look look alike running all over the place. Slide. He wouldn't slide. No, with the injury history that he's had too. Yes, he thought he was a fans. football player all of a sudden, and he played like one. Hey, you're playing for a spot in the Super Bowl, man. Like, it's it's tough to give yourself up in a moment like that. Five carries for 48 yards on the ground for Brock Purdy. Uh, yeah, he was really, really good. He got a lot of heat after the Packers game. Yes, Obviously, he, he made some plays on that game-winning drive against Green Bay last weekend, but he did not play well for the majority of that win. And people were curious what he was going to look like this time around. And if the Niners needed him to step up and make some plays, was he good enough to do that? And he was yesterday. He was a huge part of that comeback. 20 of 31, 267 yards at a touchdown. Obviously, the big uh, rushing yards that we just talked about. He didn't play great in the first half. Had a bad interception that led directly to a Lions touchdown. 
the Niners as a team couldn't really get out of their own way in that first half, and they also couldn't get any stops on defense. Um, but in the second half, they just completely turned the tide. Purdy was great. They got some luck, too, with that uh, Brandon Ayuk long pass that hit the Lions defender in the face mask and popped right up into the air. Uh, just some fortune started going San Fran's way, and they just yeah, Boza started. Boza started to get some pressure too. Boza started to get loose a little bit. Chase Young, I, I watched him a lot of games this year. He, I mean, he's when he got. Hopefully, he'll be better for them next year. But he didn't do very much in that game again, too. He just doesn't. He doesn't have that explosion he had, you know, coming off that knee injury. But Boza started to get loose on his side of the ball, and that started to create some pressure for Jared Goff. And you know, he would throw it up for grabs too. So, mm -hmm. I, I just thought that Detroit didn't spin enough. I know they had that fumble, but. I thought they should have spent even more time running the ball. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had that. Uh, so they went for it on that fourth down. They didn't get it. The Niners scored. Then on that next drive, Jameer Gibbs fumbled. And then the, uh, the Niners scored again. And then the following possession, the Lions got the ball back. And I think at this point, uh, it was tied up at 24. No, uh, yeah, tied up at 24. And the Lions ran it on first down. They got one yard. They threw it on second and third down, a couple of incompletions, and they had to punt the ball right back to San Francisco, and then the Niners kicked another field goal. So, yeah, I mean, they, they probably could have run it more. And then, of course, you get to another Dan Campbell decision, right? The Niners take their first lead of the game. It's 27-24, but the Lions offense gets the ball back, and once again, they are in yes. San Francisco territory. They get stopped on a third down. They've got a fourth and three from the 30-yard line. So this is about a 47-48 yard field gotta goal. Got to kick that one, too. Down by three. Down by three in the fourth quarter of a playoff game on the road. Like, take the points, dude. You're down by four? Okay, you want to go for it? Fine, be my guest. But down by three, you're going to leave your offense on the field? And yeah, that was nuts. That, I mean, that play never played. had a chance, by the way. It was a deep shot to Amonra St. Brown, I think. The ball didn't land anywhere close to anybody. And it just, oh, my God, what? Is that the one where they flushed him out to the right? Yeah, and then he, he tried to throw it. Really, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, just a disaster by Dan Campbell. I mean, just take the points when you're on the road, when you're an underdog, when you're playing for a spot in the Super Bowl. Like, points, usually a good thing. And yes. when you lose a game by, what, one possession? When you lose a game by three, and you're like, man, we passed up on two field goals that could have given us six extra points. Uh, yeah, easy to criticize that. Yeah, he played there. that like that was a regular season game. Like, that That was game number four. Like, what's the big deal? We got more games to play. No, you're playing for something. You're playing to get to the Super Bowl. Forget all that stuff you did in the regular season. Now here's where your coaching, your smart plays have to come in. Here's where people around you need to say, Coach, not this not this time. We need the points. It's where your mm -hmm. offensive coordinator needs to, to lean over to you or the dumbass coach who says, hey, listen, dumbass, you need to kick this field goal. You know, you need those points. Those six points would have been big, or at least yeah. attempt at least attempt to get them. You know, I'm with you, man. And San Fran had no momentum. I mean, you gave them the momentum of the game when you when you didn't get those fourth down plays. It wasn't that you threw picks. It wasn't that you made big stops. You you handed over the momentum to that team. Give your team the opportunity to keep going. If you're up 17, taking be up 20. What the hell? So what's so bad about that? Did you see uh, C.J. Uh, Gardner-Johnson, one of the safeties for the Lions, had an interception in the second quarter. And after the Lions scored to go up 21-7, to he was 
literally waving goodbye to the Niners fans. Yeah, okay. In the first half of a game in which his team blew one of the biggest leads in conference championship game history. I think the uh, Lions the only team to ever blow a 17-point halftime lead in a conference championship game. By, by, by the way, Dan Campbell, was that seven points at the end of the game, that touchdown? Was that a fourth down play too? That yes. screwed the pooch for the for the seven-point line? And I, I thought that was a bad decision too. Right? Well, why do they the, keep saying that you need, you need another position? What's the difference to me between, well, I guess – there is a difference between having to score a touchdown to tie and a field goal to tie. I'm like, right. I'll take the field goal now. If I'm an onside kick, what's the difference? You don't get the onside kicks anyway. Right. Yeah. I'd rather take I mean, my chance. I'd rather take the points and then kick the and save the time. It didn't end up mattering. Uh, no. But I do, and in I most do. in most of the cases, it doesn't matter. Right. Because yeah, no one recovers onside kicks right. nowadays, and we've got to change that rule to make that a play that actually has a chance. But yeah, I mean, I I thought the Lions. You know, if they if they go for it on that fourth down and don't get it, then the game is over right there. Yes. Then the Niners obviously cover, and the Buck is happy, and he's eight for eight instead of seven for eight on his uh, Gold Star locks wow. in these playoffs. That, but yeah, like a I, lot, I, Dan Campbell. That's why I was going. Hey, thanks a lot, Campbell. After all this today, you're going to do that now. Kick the field goal, and I don't have the hook there. And man, I wish I would have had the hook. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Well, the uh, yeah, that could have been another criticized decision by Dan Campbell, but because they scored that touchdown, no one's going to talk about that one. No. But just recklessness. It, it really is. It's recklessness from your head coach. And your coach is supposed to put your players into the best possible positions to be successful. And look, Dan Campbell did a tremendous job. Tremendous job all season long. He deserves a bunch of praise for getting the Lions to a spot they haven't been in since 1991. And it does feel like the future is still bright for Detroit. Oh, yeah, for sure. A bunch of young players. Jared Goff's under contract. He'll be back next year. But Campbell talked about it after the game. Like, it, it won't be the same group of guys. Like They're going to lose some pieces. But still, I mean, the Lions feel like they're positioned for success for the future. But, man, you don't, you don't have those opportunities that often. You don't have 17-point leads in a conference championship game that often. Like, those are few and far between. And any Lions fan will be able to tell you that to, to – blow that game the way that you did you don't get you don't get you don't get an opportunity that you can go through minnesota that easy and get to where you got to there's going to be hey we'll be back yeah that's right what what do your vikings have to do with this they'll have a lot to say next year they have a lot to say Kirk cousins coming back getting off that plane he'll be back he's a free agent you know that he's coming back minnesota Pay him. They'll pay him to come back. Him and his gold chains. They're paying Biden to go back. (laughs) Interesting. I can't believe Dan Campbell blew that. Just was, I mean, they, San Francisco had nothing going on yesterday. Nothing. Oh, they were getting their asses kicked. I mean, it, it was total dominance and, it really is the dictionary picture of a tale of two halves because it was all lions in the first half. And then, yeah, the Niners outscored Detroit 27 to seven. Uh, it was 27 Their best possession was when they came out of halftime and they went down and kicked a field goal to the Niners. That yes. may have lit the, lit the fuse a little bit. But Campbell going for fourth down didn't help him. That just, oh. that just screwed him up. Take the points. Take the points. That stops the momentum. That takes the crowd out of the game. Instead, yes. you let San Francisco get a couple of key fourth down stops on defense. They got good field position when they did that. And they just felt confident. Like, all right, like now we're in it. 
Oh, we're not down 17. We're only down 14. We got a whole yep. quarter and a half left. We got plenty of time to get back into this game. And you just, man, some people think momentum's a crock of crap. I don't. Uh, you felt that shift. The ice started to tilt, to use a hockey reference, yes, in that did. second half. Here's Dan Campbell. After the game, he was asked about those two very questionable fourth down decisions that he made in the second half. And, well, he says he doesn't have any regrets. Yeah, I just felt really good about us converting and uh, getting our momentum and, and not letting them play long ball. Um, you know, they were bleeding the clock out. That's what they do. Um, and I wanted to get the upper hand back, um, you know, and it's easy hindsight. And I get it, you know, um, I get that. But I don't regret those decisions. And that's hard. You know, it's hard because, you know, they didn't, we didn't come through. It wasn't able to, to work out. But I just, I don't. I don't. And I understand the scrutiny I'll get. That's part of the gig, man. Um, but, you know, we just, just didn't work out. Sounded awful like like you regret it to me. That, sounded, that whole thing sounded like I regret doing that. I mean, look, he's right. Hindsight is twenty twenty, But, God, in, in real time, with foresight, those felt like questionable decisions. Now, he's right. Even if those decisions are questionable, if the Lions converts, then it's great job, Dan Campbell. He's been a risk taker all year. It got them here, and it's working in the NFC Championship game. But, you know, when it doesn't work, you get criticized. And, yeah, like it, it, those those did not feel like 50-50 decisions. Those felt yeah, like – Yeah, that's the thing about it. I mean, I know you're sad about the loss, but when you say you don't regret it and you sound very much like you regret doing that, yeah. then do, don't do it. Take the points. Don't – don't have to get to the point because you don't have to explain it to anybody. If you don't, you know, if you don't, if you, if your guy misses the field goal, you don't then say, oh, we should have gone for it on fourth down. Somebody's going to say, no, they're going to blame your kicker. They're not going to look at you on these decisions right here. They're looking dead at you. Yep. Yeah. I was a little surprised that Dan Campbell didn't take more blame in the postgame press conference. Like he just feels pretty egoless by coaching standards. And like, he's usually, he, he talks like a fan at the podium, which is why I like him so much. Yeah. Yeah. I agree don't get a ton of coach speak usually from dan campbell and that's right? good yeah he's usually just like a total fan up there but he, he sounded like he had a lot of regrets on doing that and i know it was yeah. right after the game and of course you regret it yeah but it, it sounded like dude just give it just a just a tad bit more thought before you do it yeah yeah I don't, give it, I don't give a shit in the regular season i mean unless right, it's, yeah you lose in the regular like okay people criticized him for the decision making at the end of the cowboys game right because after the penalty, and obviously that was very controversial, but after the you know illegal touching penalty on that two-point conversion, Dan Campbell should have kicked the extra point instead of yeah. going for two. Like, kick the extra point, you force overtime, then, okay, maybe you win that game in overtime. People were mad at him there, but that's a regular season game. Like, you live to die another day, okay? Right. In, in, the, in the playoffs, in an NFC championship game with this much on the line, like you don't get that opportunity. Like, oh, all right, well, we've got sixteen other games that we no, can. No, you don't do that. Then take no. this up for like, no, every decision you're going to make is psychoanalyzed, but it's ultra critical, and you can't be playing like a kid on Madden. No, that's what he was doing. It was like, I, I don't want to kick. I'm playing Madden here. This doesn't matter. Or we'll Dan, have another. We'll have another chance. Dan Campbell's the guy who hits on eighteen at the blackjack table. It's like, dude, are you sure? Like, what? What are you? What are you doing here? The odds that this work out are not in your favor at all. It's like, no, I want another card. It's like, give me another card. I've got 18. I got 19. It'll happen. Yeah, it's like, no, nah. it's not. You're going to get an eight. 
like the dealer the dealer showing 15 are you sure you want to do this he's like yes yeah i think i can do it yeah so he's he's just that guy man he's the gambler and what did kenny rogers say you got to know when to fold him yeah, got to know where to fold them. Nobody, nobody wants field goals. Everybody wants touchdowns. But sometimes, uh, you know, you got to fold and take the points when they're staring at you directly in the face. And uh, he didn't. And Chip, man, I've heard Chip talk about this a lot. And I hope Chip's okay. Uh, I'm worried about him during Chip and Zay from 1 to 3 this afternoon. He's talked about it a lot, man. He's He's been worried about Dan Campbell. And he's like, man, at some point, a reckless Dan Campbell decision could come back to bite us. Oh, I've yeah. heard him say that multiple times. And sure enough, in the biggest moment, in the biggest game that he's ever coached, and the biggest game the Lions have played with in. With a monster in lead. Decades, yeah, with a monster lead. He uh, he came up small. He he went full Aggie. You never go full Aggie, Buck. He, he went, went to the hole. Yeah, I was I – mean, I thought that game could have been in the 30s, the way they were playing. They had – they had you talking about having a team – on their heels, just flat-footed at their own park. There was no excitement in there. I mean, it was – they could have run that – they could have run San Francisco right out of the place. But all they needed was a spark. Now all they needed was for you to give them the spark. Yeah. I mean, they had 24 at halftime, and they didn't score a point in the second half until the last minute of Man. that second half. And uh, just a total role reversal there. And it looked like the two teams changed uniforms at halftime. Well, we got the making of a pretty good Super Bowl, and I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I think this is the Super Bowl that most fans wanted the least, right? Like, I think the yeah. majority of, of football fans who didn't have a dog in the fight were rooting for Detroit. Yes. And, and I think people are tired of Kansas City making it because, you know, this is their fourth trip in the last six years. I think people were ready for something different in the AFC. A lot of people like Lamar Jackson. I think Ravens-Lions was, like, the top choice from a football fan standpoint. And for some people, it was like, all right, well, we got the Chiefs, but at least we'll get the Lions. And it's like, oh, no, we got the Chiefs and the Niners again. We just had this four years ago. The Chiefs are always here. It feels like the Niners are here all the time. And it's like people are going to watch. It's the Super Bowl, of course, and it should be a great game. But uh, I think uh, the majority of the country was a little bit disappointed by the outcome of those two contests yesterday. Yeah, I and I, it's too early to, t- to see what's going on, but... Man, this this either going to be a great one or it's going to be just a dud of a game. Well, yeah, those are those are your two options there, I guess. Yeah, it's I either a great game or a not great game. Well, I mean, not, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's either going to be great, great, or just eh, not going to be. I don't think it's going to be a good game. Okay, you know what I'm saying somebody's somebody's going to get somebody's going to get hammered, or we're going to get just a bunch of turnovers or whatever, and I. I, I just I don't know how Patrick Mahomes can get out of this one. I I just don't. I I I I I know they can run the ball, but Pacheco ran pretty good yesterday against that defense. You know I don't know if he had a big day. Did he? What, did he have about forty yards of rushing yesterday? Mm, I can pull it up real quick. Isaiah Pacheco, twenty-four carries, sixty-eight yards. Yeah, I mean it wasn't a great day for him. I. Looks like you can get that against San Francisco. You can have a pretty good day running the ball. That offensive line for Kansas City, you know, and they had, a, they, they, you know, they lost a guy and still had and played pretty well. And somebody, I, and I, how about the officiating in the games? It was okay. Um, yeah, I thought it was fine. Like Ravens fans, a little bit upset with some of the calls. I mean, Baltimore was penalized. Let me see if I can find the numbers. Way more than Kansas City at home uh, on that on that interception that Lamar Jackson threw into triple coverage. People want. At a PI there, and it's like, dude, you don't throw into triple coverage and get rewarded. 
like that. No. Like, like sorry. Uh, yeah, the Ravens, eight penalties, 95 yards. The Chiefs had just three for 30. Uh, there was... There was a huge missed call. I mean, you could you could criticize missed calls, I think, both ways. And I'm wearing a Chief shirt, so no one's going to take me seriously. But Baltimore got away. I think it was it was either Gus Edwards or Justice Hill when the Ravens were backed up on their one-yard line after a Chiefs punt got downed inside the one. Uh, one of the Ravens running backs, like, stuck his leg out and clearly tripped the Chiefs defensive lineman who was about to hit Lamar Jackson. No, really? I didn't see tripping in the end zone, which is a safety. Like, so, you know, there's, there's still shots both ways, but refs, refs are always going to get criticized. We know how that works, but I, I didn't think they were that bad in either game. Like they're, they're not the biggest story in either game, which is what you want. Like you, you never yeah. want the refs to be the biggest story. Like you think of the Rams saints NFC championship game a few years ago with the worst missed pass interference call of all time right. like that. You can't have that. Uh, were there missed calls yesterday? Of course, there's always missed calls in every football game at every level. But I, I think the, uh, the teams that lost should not be blaming the refs for why they lost. They should be blaming themselves more than anything. Blaming your coach. I mean, blame your coach, too, if you're a, a Detroit fan. So Come on, Detroit. Early thoughts. I mean, you, you, you uh, have a lean. San Francisco opened up as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They were also favorites in Super Bowl 54 in a game the Chiefs won 31-20 to in Miami four years ago. Uh, San Francisco opened up as a slight favorite in this one. Any early thoughts? On uh, Debo, will, Debo will feel a little bit better. He's now he's got two weeks, I think, mm-hmm. getting that guy healthy. I mean, I thought he played okay, and you know, and they didn't have a lot for him yesterday. But the, the plays they had for him, he made guys miss. A guy with a bad wheel make, and, and bad shoulder making guys miss in the open field still. I didn't think he was going to be as effective as he was yesterday. I thought he was just going to be out there for just, hey, here I am. I'm not going to do very much. I'm still banged up. But he made some plays. And I think yeah. get him two more weeks, look out. I mean, I think that'll be tough on the Chief. And it's going to be tough on the Chief secondary with all those guys running through there too. You know, Kittle, I, I'm, I'm leaning more Sam Fran right now early. Okay. Because yeah. I think they'll be healthy. Mahomes has an underdog. I know. Now 10-1-1 against the spread in in his career. 9-3 outright. That includes the regular season. Uh, Amazing that that guy's only been an underdog 12 times. They are going to double and triple team Kelsey. They're not letting him get 10 passes. They're going to give up something to somebody else, and Patrick Mahomes is going to have to rely on those other cats. They're not Mm -hmm. letting Kelsey do what he does. He's not getting those one-on-ones against guys. They're going to be high-low in him. There'll be a guy underneath. There'll be one over the top. And Patrick Mahomes is going to try to get the ball in there to him somehow, some way. But I, I got to believe San Francisco, they're, they're going to just say no. We can't do that. Yeah. We can't let a, the one guy beat us. And he's the guy who can beat you. Yeah, he's been great in these playoffs, right? Kelsey and the chemistry he's had with Kelsey, how much you can save by bundling your home and auto. Oh, yeah. has, been, has been really good this year. Uh, random, random BK stat, because I love these historical nuggets more than anybody else in the world. Uh, this will be the fourth Super Bowl rematch amongst head coaches all time. Of course, a lot of players different on both sides from that Super Bowl 54 matchup. But the coaches are the same. It's Andy Reid for Kansas City. It's Kyle Shanahan for San Francisco. Fourth Super Bowl rematch amongst coaches all time. In each of the previous three instances, the coach to win the first one also won the second one. Chuck Knoll, Tom Landry, Jimmy Johnson, Marv Levy, Tom Coughlin, Bill Belichick. Coach that won the first Super Bowl in all three of those instances also won the second Super Bowl against the same 
head coach. So there's your random coaching statistic for Andy Reid versus. No, I'm not taking that one you know. with me. You don't like that one. I don't like that one. Give me the give me the what Patrick Mahomes does against the best defense. Was San Francisco one of the best? Top two, top three? They had to be. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs had a better scoring defense this year, believe it or not. Um, I never thought. Defense. I didn't know San Fran was very poor against the run. They just they they've got these big guys, but they get no penetration. They they like the dancing bears, you know. They just kind of hold up guys and they wait for those great linebackers to make the plays, you know. Yeah. Kansas City number two scoring defense, San Francisco number three scoring defense. Huh. So uh, very close. KC slightly better, but uh, now San Francisco's defense is loaded with talent, like it always is. And uh, look, they've been the Super Bowl favorites for most of the year, and well, they are right now. As uh, we sit 13 days yeah. away from the matchup in Vegas, baby. You're going to be three. You're not leaving anything at two and a half. Come on. It's going to be three. It's going to force me to take Kansas City. Give me a field goal with Patrick Mahomes. Really? See, I don't know what I want you to do now. I got, now I'm nervous. You know, I was hoping you were going to pick the Chiefs because you were red hot. But now you're on a one-game losing streak because you missed out on the Niners game oh last night. So I wonder if you've lost your magic. No, that more was a pick under duress. I knew who I wanted. I had talked about Kansas City early. Just should have just left it at that and left you people hanging to yourselves which you most of them, I think, would have taken Detroit. I think that those points were just too many points. Yeah. And, was, and, some of them out there, and some of them out there got the hook with their cousins, so they took mm -hmm. the seven and a half. Yeah, well, the, the game was a three-point final, so the hook didn't end up mattering too no. much. But, um, yeah, boy, I'm seeing on uh, BetUS, the line's down to one and a half already. So San Francisco opened as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, but the early, and I mean early, Money is coming in on Kansas City. People see the Mahomes underdog stats, and they're like, "Give me yeah. the three. Quit playing around. Just go ahead and say they're underdogs by three. A field goal Ooh, could be closer Vegas. to a pick 'em by the time we get to. I know off. Vegas, baby. Wow, yeah. they always know. And the game is in Vegas. Oh, what a s show that city is going to be next week. My goodness. All right, we'll shift gears here momentarily. We'll talk some Texas basketball. We got some Texas football to get into as well but first buck some love to some sponsors Dr. greg eckert and his all-star group of professionals now they do everything from general dentistry to the most advanced work most advanced work restoring these puppies right here i had these veneers put in in just two visits with a good doctor and you can also now how about dental implants if you're thinking about maybe not the veneers maybe a little least expensive way to go find out if you're a candidate to have in dental implants and that dude can turn a frown upside down in just one day. He can get you with a smile, leaving that office with a great smile in one day. Telephone number 512-345-3166. He's also doing uh, uh, general dentistry, too. Now, if you want your teeth whitened, if you have to have your teeth clean, tooth loss solutions, extractions, any of that, Dr. Eckler will be there for you. But check out the dental implants for sure. And if you're worried about it and you're scared, which a lot of people still are scared to go to the dentist, IV sedation may be the way to go. Uh, he'll knock you out. He'll bring you back, and you'll feel great, and you'll have all your dental health stuff all fixed up. But the one good thing about Dr. Eckert is he doesn't do all this stuff on his own. He gets you back there. When you get to the, his office, there's not a lot of waiting time. He'll come out there. He'll get you. You'll go back there, sit, and discuss what you want to have done, what the kind of smile that you would like to have, where your problem is, where you're feeling if you've got pain, 
what it, what it does, how it's affecting you daily. And for sure, get that dental insurance. Start using that dental insurance now at the beginning of the year. Don't wait till the end of the year like a lot of folks like myself do. Once again, his telephone number, 512-345-3166. He's got over, how about this, over 1,500 cases of restoring teeth, over 28 years of service in Central Texas. He's our dentist. Should be your dentist also. Yes, indeed. Shout out to Doc U. Shout out to Bet US. You know, we're talking yeah. about all of these lines. And, well, I was betting this weekend. And my cousin was betting this weekend nice. over at Bet U. S. And hey, the Super Bowl is right around the corner. We now know the matchup. If you are looking for a place to make some money on the big game, you got to get to BetUS. BetUS is the best online sports book and casino out there. They got blackjack. You can play online poker, Come online on, blackjack. And of course, you can bet on all the props, the game itself, the over-unders, everything you could think about for the Super Bowl. They're going to have at BetUS. If you're watching on YouTube, just click the link in the video description below. Deposit 50 bucks or more, and you're going to get a big-time deposit bonus from our friends at BetUS. You're also going to help us out a lot, too. If you're listening on the app, just click the Explore Our Socials link on the homepage of the app, and then the BetUS link will pop up right there as well. Register there, $50 deposit, and you can win big, not only on the Super Bowl, but you can bet on college basketball, Texas and Houston tonight at the Moody Center. If you want to bet on that, you can do it. The NBA, the NHL, golf, tennis. Congrats to Yannick Sinner. I hardly know her on the Australian yeah. Open title yesterday. Bet I was up watching that over the weekend and betting on that too. Uh, they've got you covered. Bet US, the best online sports book out there. They've got the casino games too. Just click the link below on youtube or on the app and uh, make that 50 dollars deposit and you are going to be on your way to winning right away nice okay how about uh quick tv spot here too from our great friends over at covert bk hi i'm dan covert with my wife hayden welcome to covert bk our newest location in the gorgeous hill country includes buick gmc cadillac chrysler dodge jeep and ram and hundreds of pre-owned and certified vehicles for you to choose from we have three service departments that are ready to take care of your car truck or suv with 86 service bays to accommodate any repair and get you in and out quickly come visit us today to select the vehicle you've been dreaming about covert born and raised in austin for sure find new roads yes no, I didn't go out there and wander the parking lot this weekend. I was too busy being the big man, big man getting big, eating big. You work out one day in a row, and now all of a sudden you're a bodybuilder. What are you talking about? I've been doing. I've been. I've been in the gym. I've been working it. I haven't. Got, I've not got enough cardio in. That's the problem. So that I can jump over those puddles when I'm at the golf course. You know the little ravines that you have where your ball goes into, or in the other side you want to jump over that. I'm afraid to make that jump now. Because if I don't get up and I land right in the middle of one of <laughs> look at those things. I don't know if you're oh. jumping over those. You might have to swim through those. Well, I may need a boat to get through that. Are you sure that's a fairway? Those aren't bunkers filled with water. Did the, hey, did the bunkers have any sand in them? No, it's all mud. Mud and water? I, I hit one of the best bunker shots in my life out of the mud. Really? And then I, the, every other bunker shot I hit, I'm like, this, this shouldn't even count. This is a joke water and mud in there are you, are you want to save muni do you uh boy <laughs> you think Friday, about that i now? think i'm ready to i'm ready to pave over muni <laughs> we don't have enough high rises in this city let's get a few more high rises here. 
Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Man, oh man. That's a lot of good property out there going to waste with those puddles. Man, yeah, no, I'm a safe Muni guy, but not a great experience at the Muni on Friday. Look, the that happens, was, man. that's why it's Muni. I know, I know. And I booked the tea time when the weather forecast was supposed to be good. And oh, guess what? The weather guessers got it wrong again. It's what they do. I can't help them. I can only help with the rain. I've been good. Yeah, yeah. Now you, I got you day up, too. Day up, yeah. yeah. Very impressive. Are we getting any rain this week? Or are you going to let us know after it starts raining? No, we're all good this week. We're good. We're good to the, maybe the latter part of the week. We're good early. We're going to have some night. We're going to have some sun out here today. There we go. Got some sun this weekend. It's been nice. We're going to be in the 60s first couple of days here this week. We will take that 10 Absolutely. times out of 10, especially at the end of January going into February when it uh, sometimes is very dicey around these parts. Uh, speaking of dicey, Texas basketball this year has been dicey. And wow. They came back down to earth over the weekend in Provo, which I've never been there. I don't plan on ever going there, but that might be my least favorite city in the universe because of some of the experiences the Texas Longhorns have had at BYU over the last decade and change. Uh, Texas, of course, was coming off that two-game win streak, impressive victories over both Baylor and Oklahoma. They were playing their third straight-ranked opponent, and, well, they – just didn't get it done. They were competitive in the first half, just a three-point deficit at halftime. But BYU uh, opened up the second half on a 10-2 run, and they really never looked back. They kept te Texas at a distance for the vast majority of that second half. And Texas barely got it to single digits at any point in the final 20 minutes. And BYU gets the 84-72 win. Uh, the big story of the game, the lack of defense. Defense did not travel for Texas. BYU no. shot... 64% for the game. If you shoot that well for a half, it's really good. But they shot that well over the course of an entire game. Texas just could not get any stops when they needed to. BYU ran away with it. And, uh, yeah, the Longhorns' win streak comes to an end. Yeah, BYU shot over the small guards. Their, their guys were bigger. They guarded them, and they shot over the top of them pretty easy. That was, that was, that was a high mismatch, I thought in that game on Saturday. It was. They could never get anything. They couldn't, uh, the small guards couldn't, I mean, including Hunter, they couldn't get anything off, and they couldn't cover their guys. They just couldn't get it. They jumped over the top of them. You're right. Yeah, we did talk about that some on Friday, too, when we were previewing the game. Like, you look at just BYU's roster, and their guards are 6'5", 6'5", 6'7", 6'4". And then Max Asmus is, you know, 5'10", 5'11". Tyrese Hunter just a shade over six feet. Like, BYU, you... Usually when you think of size advantage, you look at the big men. But yes. no, size advantage on the perimeter, that matters too when it comes to shooting, when it comes to strength, right? Just guys who are bigger generally are a little stronger. They can get to where they want to get on the floor a little bit easier if they're going up yeah, against and the you think that was easy, And you think that was easy. These dudes from Houston are, yeah. they're, you know, size-wise, they're not the big 6'4 guys, but strength-wise, body types, the guards that Houston have, those guys are built like running backs. Yeah, Jamal Shedd, uh, wow. you know, the, the best guard on Houston this year. He's from Austin. He played at Maynard. Great yep. kid, great family. Uh, love that guy. And he's a stud. He's one of those rare four-year players in college basketball, a guy who's gotten better every year. That guy is built like a linebacker. Now, oh, yes. Oh, yeah. This dude, but he is yoked. So, uh, yeah, scary thinking about what Houston could do against this Texas team because – yeah, Houston went on the road and beat BYU. He's not a great shooter. He's okay, he, but, but he can finish at the rim. 
Yep. Yeah. He's, uh, he's improved his shooting a lot during his uh, time at the U of H, but uh, yeah, look, the Cougs are a top five team. They're number four last week. The new AP poll comes out a little bit later. Uh, I can't remember if anyone ranked ahead of them lost in college basketball, but either way, I mean, Ken Palm has Houston as his number one team in the country right now. Uh, they are legit. They have been legit. Kelvin Sampson has done a tremendous job just reviving that program, right? I mean, everyone remembers Phi Slamma Jamma and how Houston was a national title contender for a few years in the 80s. They dipped, and they were in a dark, dark place for a long time. Kelvin Sampson gets the job, and now Houston is a contender seemingly every season, and they are uh, that once again this year. So, If the Horns can get a win here, that would be a great win. Huge. It would be the best win of the season by far. By far for Texas. Uh, Houston opened up as a round of five-point favorite. I'm seeing four and a half right now. Ken Palm has this as an eight-point Houston win here in Austin. These two teams will play at uh, the Teat, as I like to call it, for Tita Center, the name of the Houston basketball venue. I don't know how much Tillman enjoyed that when I was doing radio in Houston. Mm. But, uh, yeah, now this if you're going to get Houston, you got to get him tonight because that's a tough place to play. Houston doesn't lose much. And you talk about defense, right? Texas did not bring its defense oh. against the other Cougars on Saturday. Uh, Houston, 20 straight games of holding opponents under 70 points. That is a Big 12 record. I know it's their first year in the Big 12, but they're already setting records in this conference. Yeah, Houston's defense, home, away, it's been spectacular. Really throughout the entirety of the Kelvin Sampson era, but this year has been even better. So, yeah, it'll be a tall task with Shed, with Sharp, with Cryer. They've got some great guards. Just a great team. They're incredibly well coached. And, uh, yeah, Texas, look, they're going to have to play a lot better than they did on Saturday. The good news is they're at home. Uh, yes. We know how good the Longhorns have been at Moody Center since that building opened a couple of years back. But Yeah, uh, they're big man, tough. Texas big man from Virginia. He'll have to play like a big man tonight. I mean, he just – Saturday he was – I don't know if he's still hurting or not. He just doesn't move. Like I thought that guy could move. He just, you know, he he, he doesn't have that quick twitch. He's got no. that slow, methodical, here I come, coming over. I'll block a shot just because of my length every once in a while. But he doesn't have the quickness that I thought he would as a as a defender. I, I just don't see it. I got to believe his back's still hurting or something's going on with him. I thought he was at more athletic than he is. Yeah, I think injuries are definitely taking his toll. I mean, that guy had surgery on both shoulders in the offseason wow. he's been battling a back issue this year he's missed a couple of games with that back issue so uh yeah i mean he he's shown flashes of of really good play for texas but he only played 10 minutes on saturday didn't do a whole lot when he was on the floor and yeah i just uh i, I don't think he's a guy who can be relied upon unfortunately if rock cunningham is playing 28 minutes or something you that's that's not huh. good for this team it's just it's, it's not good. I think he was like one for four or something like that. Uh, I, I wish it was only one for four. Brock Cunningham was one for six from three-point land on uh, on Saturday. They the must TV tell him immediately to get your shot up. If you're, I mean, I mean, forget being an assist guy. Just if you get past the three-point line and you've got a chance to, I don't care whether it's coming off a screen, you have to shoot. I, it sounds like they must tell him he has to because the minute he comes in, he'll take a three to see if he's on or not. He's and a liability. The last couple games, he's not been on. He's a liability now, man. Like it's it's uh, it's frustrating to watch him out there. He, he he should not be getting very many minutes, if any minutes, right now. Uh, I swear he was in the was he in the twenties the other day? I think he was at twenty. 
Now, Kendall Weaver did play 25, and Weaver had another really good performance off the bench. Uh, bench. 15 points for him, making things happen on both ends of the floor like that guy. I'm glad his minutes continue to rise because he needs to be out there more and more for Rodney Terry's bunch. But, I mean, this team doesn't have much of a bench, and Brock no. Cunningham is, is not giving you anything. Like, that guy just regressing as much as he has is a huge problem for Texas. Like, no one expected him to be the best player on this team, but no. you expected him to be the guy that he's been the last two years, and he hasn't been. Like, I think some Texas fans were hoping, all right, maybe he'll be a little bit better because that's how it usually works. You get better the longer you're in college, and Cunningham has done the opposite of that. So, yeah, I get mad. Like, there are times where I wish he would just stand in the corner. Like, don't stop trying to be so involved in the offense. I think a lot of that's coaching. Like, just get out of the way, stand in the corner, and then if someone passes you the ball, be the white guy who hits the corner three. Like, that, that should don't be miss your role. Don't miss five of them. But he, he's not making those threes right now. He's still trying to do too much offensively, and it's just it's, – it's not – and defensively, he's not as good either. He just looks slow out there. He looks a step behind uh, everybody all the time. And when you look slow against BYU, you got a lot of whiteys over there. Dude, those dudes can play. They, they got can, a ballers. They can play sure. now. They're a good team. They're ranked. Mark Pope's done a good job there. BYU's been one of the bigger surprises in the Big 12 this season they were picked to finish near the bottom of the conference and well i think they're only three like i said those big four. guards for them they can cover man they're in your face when they get team. their hands up they're big it's a good team they were better than texas on saturday uh that's the only time these two teams will play this year the the cougars do not make the return trip to austin dude ace was uh, at seven points for yeah. in the second half with like 12 minutes to go he was still at like seven points for the game i'm like they can't win if that guy's going to end up with 12 points or something. Bingo. That, that's probably where we started, uh, should have started this conversation. Like, if Max A. Smith isn't shooting well, Texas doesn't have much of a chance. Yeah. And he had a bad day. There's no way around it. I've been a huge A. Smith fan and supporter. Uh, he's carried this team through a lot of their wins this year, but he played horribly. Yeah, when Saturday. he and Dylan DeSue, they have to play well together. If they don't, no. this team doesn't win. They're just not good enough. No. Yeah, A. Smith was 4 of 12 for the game, just 12 points. Uh, far from his best performance. And, yeah, look, the Sioux played pretty well. Weaver played pretty well. Outside of that, not enough. I just don't him. get it with Mitchell. I mean, this is a guy who's supposed to be an NBA type of player. Everybody was so worried, oh, we can't lose him to the NBA. He's back. And what do you do with him? You don't – I mean, yeah. he, and it's got to be him. He has to can take control of that kind of stuff. He's got to say, no, if I get one-on-one, -on -one, somebody – I'm going to the I'm going to the hoop. I'm taking a jumper over the top. I have the athletic ability where I'm going to the free throw line. He done, He does none of that stuff. He's just like the garbage guy. If the ball comes off the rim, if I can out jump him, I'll get over to the top of you. But he doesn't make anything. He doesn't do anything offensively. No, not really. I mean, he'll have a role. He has a role on this team. He'll have a role on an NBA roster because of that athleticism and his ability to play defense and get rebounds. But he probably should come back for another year. Uh, I'd be surprised if he does, right? I mean, I was a little surprised he came back for a second year. I'd be even more surprised if he came back for a third year. But, yeah, clearly the offensive game of Dylan Mitchell is not ready for the next level. No. Oh, and, no. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it sucks. Like, you get a guy who's as highly touted as he was. He was one of the top, you know, six or seven recruits in the country two years ago. And you get a guy like that, and you're like, all right, this dude's going to be a lottery pick after one year, and he's going to be a pretty complete and polished player. And, you know, the evals aren't always right. And Dylan Mitchell is not that guy. So, um, no, yeah. he doesn't look like an NBA player to me. He just looks like a guy who can he can go and, and cover somebody 
for a little while, but he's not going to give you he's not going to give you enough points that he's going to yeah. be very valuable to you on the offensive end. He'll get some rebounds here or there, but he's in college now. He should be dominating these dudes. Yep. yep. Or at least some of them. Every it, it, at least twice a week, he should be able to dominate somebody. Doesn't dominate any of these guys, no. and they don't. They don't make it so that they spread it out and say, "Okay, now the floor is yours." I don't know if he's got those skills. He reminds me of Kawhi when he was, you know, Kawhi had to really, really work on his ball handling and all that stuff, which he did. And look who he's become. This dude, it's just his handles are just kind of awkward to me. There's, there's nothing about Dylan Mitchell that resembles Kawhi Leonard. No, I'm just saying that they, they're both kind of in that boat. When Kawhi was in college. He didn't handle the ball that much. When he got to the NBA, somebody got with him and said, you got to be a better handler of this, this ball to be, you know, not only a defensive player, you got to be offensive. And he started going offensive-minded, and now he's he's ridiculous. This guy's ball handling is just kind of average, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he just doesn't have it much on the offensive end of the floor right now. And uh, Yeah, look, we, we say it, Texas, they need three guys on offense to show up. You need Ace Miss and DeSue to do their thing, and you need somebody else to step up. Right. But when, when one of the big two uh, no-shows like Ace Miss did, then you're going to have a, a tough time. Hunter's so, the same guy he was last year. He's he's not. He's just the same man. Guy. Inconsistent. Yeah. That's been in, uh, something that's marred his entire college basketball career, both at Iowa State and at Texas. And yeah. uh, It's annoying. It is annoying. So. Uh, look, I mean, Texas was projected to lose on Saturday. That's fine. They're still 2-1 and one in this stretch of six straight games against ranked opponents. Um, they've got three more. Obviously, it starts tonight with this game against Houston. God, this is Big 12 tough. Big 12 is tough, man. Yeah, life in this conference, never, ever easy. It's far and away the best league in college basketball this year. And, uh, man, I mean, you, every other sport going to the SEC is going to be harder for Texas. But men's college basketball, now the SEC is the second best conference in college hoops this year, I think. But in basketball, Texas will get a little bit of a reprieve. Hell, a lot of bit of a reprieve going to the SEC because this is Big 12. It was already awesome. Now you add Houston and BYU to the mix. And, uh, you know, Cincinnati and UCF have been better than I think people expected them to be. Absolutely. Yeah, this league uh, continues to be a problem. You cannot have a bad night in this conference. And I thought Kansas State would take a have a big drop off. They they really haven't had a big drop off. They're pretty good. If you're not prepared, they'll beat you. Everybody, everybody like you said, West Virginia. Everybody beats you in this league. The only the only team that uh, I don't think can Oklahoma beat State you is Oklahoma State. Yeah, they are uh, they are bad right now. And yeah, they're the only ones. You're right. But they did beat West Virginia over the weekend, so I guess they can beat you too. That's that's uh, OSU's first conference win. They got it at home against the Mountaineers. They're the worst team in the Big 12. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it really feels like outside of them, everybody can beat everybody in this conference. So maybe that bodes yeah. well for Texas tonight. Um, guess what, Buck? What's that, buddy? We got more horns down controversy. Come on now. I mean, it's a, it's just a thing. You're all, it ain't going anywhere. It is what it is. So but there's controversy. There is again. Yep. This game of course was on the road at BYU and I'm going to show you a picture. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see it. If you're listening on the app, I will explain yeah, 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 what's yeah. happening. Uh, it's the BYU student section. And in the front row, there are nine students wearing shirts that say horns down. Like each one has a letter. There's an H-O-R-N. I'm not going to yep. do the rest of the spelling. You guys can figure that out on their own. They were wearing that at the start of the game. And then after the very first media timeout of the game, those students were no longer wearing those shirts. 
They were asked to remove those T-shirts and wear something else. What? And they, and they obliged. And that's their so, own. Is that their own doing? Their own. This, this this story becomes a big deal, right? It starts hitting the internet. Somebody tweets out that there were BYU students wearing horns down shirts, and now they're not wearing horns down shirts. And they were sitting right next to the Texas bench, as you can see in this picture. And everyone's like, "Really, Texas?" Like the Longhorns complained, and they got these students to change clothes because they were so upset over horns down. Well, we found out after the game that no, it was BYU officials. That's right. No sex, no horns down, and no alcohol. Who asked those students to change after the first media timeout of the game. So there you go. But, of course, people are still blaming Texas. And, I mean, it's probably because – it's definitely because Rodney Terry did what he did a couple of weeks ago, freaking out about the horns down. And now, once again, we, we go zero days without horns down becoming a story. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know why your own university would even do that to you. It's just your T-shirt. It does. It's not the bird. It's not like f you or suck this. I mean, it's horns down. I mean, suck really. this. That'd be a good one. Yeah, we need a we need a, a bunch of students to rock suck this <laughs> on T-shirts. Maybe at the I mean, game tonight with Houston coming to town. Dude, they're students. I know. It's BYU in a nutshell, dude. Like they they do stuff like that. No sex. Like no sex. Can't be messing around. You can Gotta only soak. No sexing. Only soaking. soaking. Yeah. In Mormon. He, in Mormon. In at BYU. In the Mormon I don't know state. what they're I I don't know. That's that's not from yeah. I can't imagine somebody from Texas complaining about that. No. Texas now understands what they're going to get. Yeah, of course. They've yeah. always gotten that. But now yeah, it's going to be even worse because your head coach decided to make it a story when it didn't need to be a story. So, like, it's absurd. And it's a story, again, it's not Texas's fault. But in a sense, it's kind of Texas's fault. Because I don't know if the BYU students wear those shirts if Rodney Terry doesn't do what he did against UCF in the game handshake line. And it doesn't matter if they did or not. Who cares? Right, exactly. And now it's like, oh, this is because Texas has bitched and moaned about that so many times over the years that uh, now these schools feel like they have to. I'll wait till they go to Houston. Wow. Yeah. Well, here's here's the coach of BYU, Mark Pope, after the game. People are mad at this guy for this. Here's what he had to say about that whole incident. Hey, guys. hey um, if I can, Ty's going to be mad at me here, but uh, I don't know. Are you guys reporting on this horns down t-shirt? <laughs> are you guys hearing this? Yeah. Uh, and just know from our student, from our, uh, you know, they were taken off before the game started, right? And and from our, from the Rock, and from our players, and from our student body, uh, that's just not us. That's that's not how we roll. And it was just a, a miscalculation on, on just a couple eager kids, uh, which we love the eagerness of these fans, but this is not it's not what we do here. So uh, we love. Every, all 18,000 people in, in this gym, they were incredible tonight. And just that, just so you know, that's not, um, that's not something that we're supporting. Okay? Awesome. Okay. What the hell does that mean? Yeah. I'm just a, I'm a fan. I'm a student. I can't wear a, a, a letter on my T-shirt. Now that's too much for you to handle. Now, now you got their coach saying, that's just not us. I mean, really? I know. And the players next to him are like, are you eh, talking shut about? up, coach. Come yeah, on, I mean, Jay. really? They're going yeah. horns. I'm surprised they didn't throw horns down right there. Come on, man. Coach, you hit what you that doing? right there? Yeah, what is the deal? Dude, 
awful. I mean, that, that's so sorry by Mark Pope. Um, and now, like, people are blaming Texas for that, too. It's no, like, no, no. Of course. Of course they are. And it's uh, just annoying. But, yeah, un, unprovoked, right? That was the very end of the press conference. Nobody asked BYU coach Mark Pope about that. He just wanted to release that. He just statement. wanted to volunteer how what a good guy he is and his team is. We're good. We're good guys. We don't do that type of stuff around here. <laughs> it's like, ah, you're so soft, coach. Come, Come on, on embrace it. Everyone needs to embrace the horns down, dude. Let's get to the SEC. I can't wait till they embrace it there. Longhorn Bear. They took the time to wear five shirts that spelled out horns. Like, cool. Embrace that. Those dudes probably went to the bathroom wearing shirts that said horns on it. It's like, nice. On the road. Come on, man. Embrace it, man. They hate us because they ain't us. All right? Why don't they just do it and like it? Why do they have to make excuses for doing it now? It's one of the things that makes sports so great, especially college sports, the rivalry, the, the trash talk. Like, it's fun. The fans should be allowed to cheer on their team and cheer against the other team. It's all in good fun. They're not you know, sending no death threats to hurt. anybody. No one's getting hurt physically, whatever. Like, just get over it. If you're a Texas fan, get over it. If you're a Texas coach, get over it. If you're a Texas player, get over it. And if you're an opposing fan, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, what keep is wrong it. with you people? God. So I that's not us. How about him going, that's not us? Really, coach? Yeah, we wish it was y'all. Like it is sack yeah. up. We know yeah. you can't have sex, but sack up, coach. We're supposed to find a way to dislike you. We don't care if you're good guys. That yeah, feels like goofy. Ah, now I'm even more mad about that result on Saturday. <laughs> now we're getting dunked on even more for that. So uh, yep, horns down once again, a topic of conversation. Uh, it's going to be game. something in the SEC with that. You know that. It was hilarious. Like, great crowd. I'll give BYU a ton of credit. That place was rocking. Uh, they clearly hate Texas, just like everybody else. And 18,000 folks at the Marriott wow. Center, they were going nuts all game long. And, and they, they made them change their T-shirts. Some old dude came over and said, hey, uh, you guys can't wear your T-shirts. Like, the principal, the principal came over and said, hey, yep. take those T-shirts off. Dress code. Oh my God. Dress code violation. You got to go home and change your clothes. Yeah, uh, you, can have the, you can have the thing behind the backboard spinning with the middle finger up when it's spinning when you're taking free throws, but you got to take those T-shirts off. Oh, yeah. How Could you make a free throw with that stuff going on behind you? Oh, my, uh, no. I couldn't no. make them anyway when I yeah, played. You, could, you couldn't make it if you were by yourself in the oh, gym. Oh, yeah. Nobody in the gym, nobody clapping, nobody doing anything. Just God. total silence. I couldn't make them. Let's see if I can find a picture of what was going on behind each each hoop during free throws. I mean that that was here's when's horns down going back there. That's what I'm waiting. Back to what BYU or back to anybody that's playing against Texas and the, the behind the backboard. Oh, that's Pretty that's gonna happen. Throws. Yeah, the students are always gonna keep doing the horns down. Of yeah, look at that. They are. That's from a different game, obviously, but th there's Man. a lot going on behind. There's a lot of energy back there. All that stuff is moving, too. It's right behind the glass backboard that you can obviously see through. So that is distracting. Yeah, the Sioux, I think, went 0 for 2 at the line one time, and you don't see that. That guy's almost an 80 oh, no, I saw that guy go 0 for 3. There was an 0 for 3, I believe. 1 for 4, he went towards the end. God, yeah. Maybe at one point he was... Uh, Let's see. Yeah, DeSue is two for six at the line. Texas Man. is a team just 10 of 16. That's about 62.5%. That's more uh, like my high school shooting right there. Way better than your high school shooting. No, that was yes. my high school shooting from the free throw line. 
How's your high school field goal percentage as a kicker? <laughs> Although I might be rounding up on that one, too. Yes. Ah, gosh. So, yep, Texas. We'll see how they bounce back against the other Cougars, but Houston's awesome once again. And they, they lost two early Big 12 games, but since then I think they've uh, ripped off four in a row, and they've looked very good in doing so. They dominated K-State on Saturday. I mean, they won by 20-plus against, like you said, a, a solid K-State yes. team probably headed back to the tournament uh the cougs are rolling right now texas better be buttoned up offensively or it could be a long night and they spend a lot of time in the paint they're 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 bigger guys spend a lot of time in the paint making those little 15 footers 14 foot jump shots in the paint dude they and, are physical yes they will take your lunch money and laugh yes they do they play yep. physical so you better bring it should be a great crowd at the moody center they're doing a stripe out tonight where it's like they're asking folks in alternating sections to wear burnt orange and white. So I mean, are you, kind of, are you sure you can do that? Is that allowed? Yes, that's allowed. Okay. I don't know if you can put the horns up, but no, <laughs> it's allowed. Should be uh, should be a, a great atmosphere tonight. I got to find my way into the Moody Center for that one. Uh, biggest home game of the year. Texas does not host Kansas this season. Uh, the one time they played KU is at Allen Fieldhouse. That's usually the biggest home game of the season. Uh, hell, Houston's better than Kansas right now, and that's uh, you get Houston both home and away. So should be a fun one tonight. Hopefully the Longhorns yep. can show up, and like you said, this would be a massive, massive victory. I don't know where Texas sits on the on the bubble. I know they are on the bubble. If the season ended today, they'd be maybe in the tournament. They get a win tonight. That would go a long way into helping their chances come selection Sunday. So there's that. Yeah, they okay. need their they need their volume shooter be a quality shooter tonight. Yeah, Aismas has to be great. And yep. Tyrese Hunter's got to be great. And Dylan DeSue's got to be great. You're playing a great team who might be the best team in college basketball right now. Uh, you got to be great to beat them. So it will take uh, a Herculean effort for the Horns tonight. And it goes without saying, but I'll say it. If they play anything close to the way that they played two days ago, uh, this one will get ugly. You lose to 12. When you're playing BYU, you lose by 32 if you play yep. like that. Against, I would agree. Uh, God, BYU had 17 turnovers, too, and they still like ran away from Texas. Uh, not a great showing defensively by the Horns. Okay, before we get into some Texas football, we have some unfortunate transfer portal news, some rare unfortunate transfer portal news, considering just how good this offseason has been for Sark. Uh, some more love, Buck, to some more sponsors. All right, our good friends at Texas Orthopedics, if you're speak, uh, seeking that specialized patient-focused orthopedic care, contact the experts and our friends at Texas Orthopedics. Their physicians offer comprehensive surgical and non-surgical non orthopedic care for children and adults. Spinal care, sports medicine, joint replacement, trauma care, rheumatology, and even more. Dr. Christopher Danny, who I coached at the University of Texas, and Dr. Christopher Stockton, who I did not coach at the University of Texas. Their goal is to get you right back into good health and that great quality of ice that you deserve. Go to TXOrtho.com for more information. Information. Texas Orthopedics is the largest independent orthopedic practice in the state of Texas. Once again, for more info, go to TXOrtho.com. Yes, indeed. If you're trying to be a little healthier this year, how about the change to Olipop? Yeah. Come on. Had me an Olipop over the weekend. Get big. Get big. Get big like the buck. Get big like the buck. Get Listen. buffed like the buck. Olipop, great tasting soda that's actually good for you. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. They found a way to make a healthy drink actually taste good. 
It literally tastes like the soda that you know and love, but you get health benefits. Nine grams of fiber in every can, hardly any sugar, hardly any calories, and uh, they've got ingredients that actually help your digestive health. And once again, it tastes great. This stuff got me back into soda. I had sworn off soda because I eat like shit. I'm like, I can't eat and drink bad. I got to drink good. <laughs> well, now I can still drink soda and I can still eat like shit. It's a great thing. I don't think that's the slogan of Olipop, but that's no. my slogan for Olipop. Uh, it's a total game changer. Changed my life. It could change yours as well. Pick some up wherever you buy groceries. H-E-B, Walmart, Target, Whole Foods, Costco, wherever you shop for groceries, you can find those Olipops. Tons of great flavors. The Buck loves them. Chips in on them. Trey's a fan. Rodney's a fan. I'm a fan. I mean, it's taken over TSU, and uh, it's, uh, it will take over your life in a good way. In a good way. Shout out to Olipop. And, oh, they can pick up Olipop at 7-Eleven, right, Buck? Absolutely. This is a great day for me to go and get my hard copy, Monday hard copy. That way I can get last Thursday's news. So, But I got to get it, and I can get it right there at 7-Eleven. Plus, I get that Dallas morning news. You know, they have that there, too. Wall Street yeah. Journal, they've got them all. USA Today, they also got little Debbies. I'm not into the little Debbies because I'm the big man, so I can't eat sweets. No sweets this week at all. You just After- ate a whole sleeve of Girl Scout cookies. How can you say you're not into sweets? Those aren't sweets. Those were animal crackers. You remember the kid as a kid, those little animal crackers? That's the tail. I don't even know if they have, even have sugar in them. That's just like, I don't know, like manna from heaven or something. It's, <laughs> it's just like bread with an animal shape in it. That's mm. what that cookie was. It was an animal cracker type of cookie that I downed a whole... I don't know, 12-pack of, mm. over one cup of coffee. Yeah. That's pretty sad. I would say still not very healthy. No, probably not. Maybe not the least healthy Girl Scout cookie. But, hey, I do commend you on supporting our troops. I always do. <laughs> That's it. Go support the troops out there. You always should be supporting the troops. But My wife says just give them the six bucks and go about your business. Just hand it over to them and go to your car. What? Don't no. take your cookies. No, that's right. Come on. You know I, I gave one one box to her grand for her grandson, for the little one. I said, take these by the house and let him have some of that caramel on top of that cookie. Dude. Isn't the kid supposed to eat like crap when they're little? Yeah, of course. Although Trey was, Trey was a little kid. My doc was a little kid, and he turned into a little chubby little kid, He's right? Oh, oh, no, no. Wasn't he round-shouldered at one oh. time? He used to be very fat, yeah. No, don't say, was he very, very round-shouldered? Big dude. He was a big dude as a kid? Mm-hmm. Maybe like going to the playground now, taking his shirt off, playing shirts and skins? Yeah. He was that kid that wouldn't do it no matter what he had to be on his shirts? I don't know if he was doing the shirtless volleyball bit as a kid, but <laughs> he is now, that's for sure. Yeah, I love 7-Eleven, but I can't do the little Debbies, but I can't get my, my newspaper, you know, Hey, big man's got to have lunch. Got to have pizza, though. Oh, they've got it there. Yes, they do. Speaking of lunch, I had lunch at Cover 3 yesterday. How was that? I watched the uh, AFC Championship game out at Cover 3. Very Fantastic. nice. My favorite sports bar in the city. Great crowd on hand. Uh, had some great food, some mac and cheese, mm. some some uh, a chicken sandwich in there as well. Are you I trying was, to be the big man, too? You're going big? I was going in. I was drinking the Altstadt beers wow. out there, of course, because, yeah, they have the best beer in the world out at Cover 3. Uh, oh, it was a great day. So go to Cover 3. If you're looking for a place to watch the horns tonight, Cover 3. They'll have it on all the TVs. They'll have the sound on. Great food, great drinks, great vibes all the time. Cover 3. Three locations. Well, two. They also have Cover 2. Anderson Square. 
the cover three in Round Rock, the cover two off Lake Line Boulevard. Uh, the best sports bar in the city is cover three. Yeah, I was kind of visualizing you with an all-stat out at the out of Muni the other day, Friday. Take it. I had, yeah, I brought it. I brought a six pack of the old stat lager, and there you uh, go. We brought standing zero puddle, just standing in one of the ponds. <laughs> we brought zero of the six pack back. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I needed, I needed that for that those conditions. I mean, my God, it's also windy and chilly out there. Chilly too, all, along with being wet. Yeah, did getting, your feet get wet? No, I didn't let my feet. Get, I can't find my golf shoes either. Oh no! I'm you in, had to go out with sneakers. I'm in sneakers doing this. Typical Muni. You were a Muni guy, weren't you? I was a Muni guy. Yep. Yeah. Playing in those conditions, wearing tennis shoes. <laughs> I, I don't know where the hell my golf shoes are, man. I hoodie just, out there with a hoodie, great. Yeah. Love that kind of play. I was wearing blue jeans too. Nice. Where to no, go, Muni guy? I respect the game too much to wear freaking blue jeans out there. I don't care if you're playing at a Muni. Don't wear blue jeans. What? To you golf. didn't do that. You wouldn't do that. No, God, no. I was dressed like Tiger Woods. I was playing like, well, I was going to say Charlie Woods, but not even that good. <laughs> the guy would kick my ass out there. <laughs> maybe maybe playing like uh, one of those waitresses. Samantha, like his daughter, maybe. Uh, I was, like, oh, was going to say one of the waitresses that he was porking back in the day. <laughs> I don't even know if I was that good either. Uh, all right, so some Texas football, some unfortunate news in the transfer portal for the Longhorns. Uh, one of my top targets, and I think one of every Texas fan's top targets that was still left in the portal before the weekend was former Washington cornerback Jabbar Muhammad, who was one of the best cornerbacks in college football last season. Texas fans, we unfortunately had to see it firsthand uh, in the Sugar Bowl on January 1st. That guy is a future NFL player. He's had a great college career to this point. I think first team all Pac-12 this past season, and he hit the portal. After his head coach, Kalen DeBoer, took the job at Alabama, uh, Muhammad took a visit here. He took a visit to Tuscaloosa, and he took a visit to Oregon. And ultimately, Jabbar Muhammad decided to commit to the University of Oregon, uh, which he's getting roasted for that decision by everybody, by the way. Like, of course, Texas fans who were upset talking some trash, Alabama fans who were upset talking some trash. But I think Washington fans are the most upset. Because not only is he leaving Washington, dude, Oregon's like Washington's second biggest rival. Oh, yeah. Like, like Wazoo is number one, of course. But, like, Oregon is right there. And they're obviously both going to the Big Ten together. So they're going to continue to be playing every year. Like, that guy, not only did he leave, but he basically went to his school's biggest rival. It's like someone going from Texas to A&M or Texas to Texas Tech, but even bigger than that. Wow. Uh, so yeah, Jabbar Muhammad, look, it, his, his life, his decision. I'm sad, of course, because I wanted him here. I mean, that, right. that would have made me feel like Texas has done a tremendous job this offseason in recruiting both out of high school and out of the portal. They've gotten just about everybody they've seemingly wanted to get. And this would have been the cherry on top of this tremendous portal class if they were able to get a top flight corner, obviously a big position of need after what we saw from this team last season. They already got a safety in Andrew Makuba coming in from Clemson. That was a massive get. And if you've got a corner on oh, top of that, oh, my God, like a proven, established corner who just made it to a national championship game this past season, that would have been massive for this defense. What's the guy that you've seen? You've actually seen the dude play. Yeah, and you know he's good. You know he's good. Like, he got the better of Texas's receivers uh, in the Superdome a few weeks back. So, um, yeah, 
I mean, Texas was, I don't think Texas was ever the favorite here. So I don't think this news comes at a big surprise. But now that we know Jabbar Muhammad isn't coming here, it's uh, it's sad. And he's not going with his former coach. He's going to Oregon. It's weird. Yeah, his former coach obviously is at Bama. Uh, Jabbar Muhammad, his cousin is Manny Muhammad, who was a great freshman corner for the Horns this past year. It feels like uh, the future is bright for him. So he had like reasons to seemingly go to sure. the other two places. I'm sure NIL was a part of this. Oregon's been throwing money around a lot. Uh, maybe staying up in that area was a big part of this as well. I don't know what was the final straw for uh, Jabbar Muhammad in making that decision, but the decision is made and uh, that ship has sailed for the horse. He's horns. got a girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, you think he's got a girlfriend at Oregon? Got a girlfriend in that area, like you said. Mm. Don't get too far away. Come on, man. You, you yeah. Seen the, you seen the women down here? At the University of Texas, He's why do you think? Why do you think me as a five-star journalism? Why do you think me as a five-star journalism recruit ended up going to Texas? You think it was for the school? Yes. You think, you think I went to college to play school? You went to college to play school. You better say that so you, if your parents are listening. No, yeah, they know. They, they already know. know. Yeah, they know from the bills that were sent. And we heard it a couple of weeks ago when we had Jory Epstein on. She she told the world how crappy of a student I was in Texas. That's why she's working for Yahoo Sports as a national NFL writer, and I'm stuck <laughs> with the U-Jabronis. <laughs> she went to class, and I didn't. You were still asleep. You were just rolling in. Oh, man, I slept 16 hours a day in college. No. And all I did was sleep and drink and try to get laid. There you go. That's, that's it. That was what my a life. life. What a uh, life. I don't even know how we got there from that. Oh, yeah, Jabbar Muhammad having a girlfriend. He's got a girl up that way. So there's one far away from her. Ugh, bad move, guy. Bad move. There's uh there's one corner. There are a few corners still in the transfer portal. And look, after spring ball, the transfer portal opens up again to where guys can enter the portal. Now, right yeah, now, there's find still, out that they're not going to be any good at other places. Exactly. Now, guys who are currently in the portal can still decide where they want to go. Uh, but for the most part, you cannot enter the portal right now. Now, Michigan players can enter the portal. I don't know how many will because uh, Sharon Moore is going to be their head coach, and he was obviously a part of the staff last year. Hell, he coached just about as many games as Jim Harbaugh did because yeah. Harbaugh's cheating ass was getting suspended left and right. So I don't know how many Michigan guys are leaving, but for the most part, guys cannot enter the portal until after spring. There is one guy who I think is still in the portal uh, who could be a cornerback option for Texas. Takario Davis is his name. He was at Arizona, a team that also had a coaching change, right? Jed Fish took the job at Washington. And Texas, they've already gotten a player from Arizona in the transfer portal with T.S. Yep. Avea, the defensive tackle, announcing his commit last week. Of course, Johnny Nansen, the new Texas linebackers coach and co-DC, was the D.C. at Arizona last year. So Takario Davis, he was second team all Pac-12 as a corner last season. He's not Jabbar Muhammad good, but if Texas is still in the market for a corner. Which they should be. Which they very much should be, then he could be an option for the Longhorns. I just saw an article that was posted earlier today that uh, ranked, you know, some potential landing spots for Takario Davis, and Texas made the cut. Now, Washington's on the list, of course. Arizona's head coach now at Washington. Uh, Alabama's on the list. Colorado with Coach Prime is on the list as well. Oregon on the list. I don't see Oregon on the list. I, Oregon just got a corner, so I, I assume they're good. But the way that they've been hitting the portal, maybe they're not good. Maybe they want more. 
But uh, Takario Davis, perhaps a name to look out for if you're a Longhorn fan. I haven't seen if he's got any visits planned. Uh, I don't know exactly where he is in this recruiting process, but that could be uh, mm-hmm. another option, an established player who's played a couple of years in high major college football who could come in here. And I don't know if he'd be the number one corner like Jabbar Muhammad would have been, but a guy who could get some uh, pretty significant reps in this defensive backfield. So uh, I assume Texas is going to turn its attention to him. If not, I guess they'll we'll just roll with the guys that they have on campus right now. Wait till spring ball. Wait till those classes are over with for some guys. Yeah, you do. You do run the risk of like, I get a little nervous about those guys, right? Because if you enter the portal after the spring, it's because you're not good enough, right? At your current spot, and you've brought this up a bunch, Buck. Like Texas is not just getting depth guys from the portal oh, no. now. They're getting impact players, like guys who, if they're not starting, they're at least a part of a rotation sure. to play. So it's like, eh, if a guy enters the portal after the spring, it's like he wasn't good enough at his previous stop. Is is he going to be good enough to be a player on a top three especially team? At that, especially at that position. Yeah, at corner. Yeah, it's I get I get scared when that happens. <laughs> so I don't know. You know, maybe there's somebody who gets – uh, just in the doghouse or something, needs a sure. fresh start or whatever, that could be an option for the Longhorns. Maybe they just decide. Listen, you're going to turn every stone if you're long, if you're on this staff looking for cornerbacks yeah. for sure. you got to give everybody so. a shot. I think so. I don't know. You know. I'm sure if you ask Sark, he would tell you that he's confident in the guys that uh, they have right now. But is any Texas fan super confident in the guys no, that they have right now? I don't think so. I mean, there's, there's a chance. You know, Manny Muhammad, once again, showed some great flashes as a true freshman. Assume he gets better. Terrence Brooks, you know, high four-star recruit out of high school. Gavin Holmes, the transfer. Like, they have bodies. And, you know, you're playing at Texas. You're a highly touted kid, so there should be some talent there. But I think most Texas fans are weary after 2023 about uh, this secondary. There are a lot of games to get better. They didn't. A lot of real games. They 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 played just well enough. Yeah, should I say that defensive line played the guys in front of them played just well enough. Yeah, the secondary had some good games and you were hoping they turned a corner with the way they played down the stretch and obviously in that Big 12 title game. But the thing that was the biggest problem all year long for Texas showed up at the worst possible time. Absolutely. We're all recency, right? Like it was a problem all year, but the game that cost Texas a chance at a national championship was the game which your secondary just completely no showed. Right, which everybody knew would would be the problem. Everybody, or everybody thought they knew, but they were right when they even thought that. And that's what came back to haunt them in the end. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. So no Jabbar Muhammad. We'll see uh, where Texas goes in the transfer portal if they want to go out and get another corner. Uh, Okay, some more shout-outs to some more sponsors before... uh, I had a funny video to show you. Oh, no. You've got one of those? No airplane videos today, but uh, a couple of couple of things I want yeah, to get to. Our friends at Wood Comfort Systems, you know, it's the, the weather, once again, fluctuating back and forth, high, low, high, low, high, low. It's going to get a little warmer here over the next couple of days. And I, I saw where it said, BK, I saw something that said like 68 degrees, almost 70 degrees here tomorrow. So it, uh, it's probably going to click on that air conditioner. And you, if your air conditioner system isn't ready, and you have, haven't had stuff checked out, especially the winterizing. You know, my my home is winterized, baby. Mm. I made it through the little the little uh, freeze that we had. Everything was good. I've got a new generator there, but I've got my Woods Comfort Systems all hooked up for when it does freeze. Because February, just a couple of days away, and if we're going to get a freeze, it's in February. So I've got to have everything all set for 
when this thing has to kick on, when the heat has to kick on, and you want to make sure everything's cleaned up in your systems and which comfort systems, they're the absolute very best. All their systems in general, when they first put them into your home, are magnificent. But when you have that contract that you need to have somebody come out once a year and check it, they've got it all planned out just for you. They're going to come there and they're not going to spend a lot of time. They're going to know exactly where the problem is and they're going to get it fixed. 68 years of service. And now they're doing plumbing. Yep. And I hope you never have that problem. I've, once again, I've never had that problem. Could have had that yesterday after what I went through, what I ate, yeah. but didn't have it. Everything's, no. everything's good, but Woods Comfort Systems is now doing plumbing also. Yep, woodscomfortsystems.com. That's the website where you can give them a call. 512-842-5066. Shout out to them. Shout out to centextickets.com as well. If you want to be at the mood tonight, hashtag bless the mood. They've got tickets, centextickets.com. If you want to be in the building when top five Houston comes to town, the biggest home game of the year for the Longhorns men's basketball team, all you have to do, pull out your phone, your computer, go to centextickets.com, and they will have tickets for you right there every game, not just tonight's game, every game, men's and women's basketball. Hell, if you're trying to go to the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. They got tickets for you there. Any concert coming to town? I got to get to the Eagles, man. Yeah, they're coming. Got to find a way to get to that show. Uh, this weekend they'll be coming they've got tickets at 10 tickets.com uh go over there local 100 guaranteed tickets no better place to uh get your seats than centextickets.com all right uh, i'll show you this video first man this this came from last week iowa state was playing k-state in hilton coliseum in ames and dude iowa state fans are hilarious here's look at these old guys poking fun at jerome tang the K-State head coach. You see the Jim Carrey lookalike on the left side of your screen? Yes. Doing the fake crying over there. That's, Come on, guys. That's, that's, what you, that's not what we're about. We're not about this. Oh, Iowa State is very much about that. that they got lights that, on. They got the lights on in the gym. They do. Yep, indoors. They've got the lights on in the gym. But look at all these olds just mocking Jerome Tang. That's what makes it an elite college basketball. No, that's not. That's not what we're about here. Yeah, we're it about is. going to class. We're not about mocking people. Any any college has like I shouldn't say any, but plenty of college basketball teams have a great student section, right? Yes. The students are going to go nuts. They're going to show up. They're going to show out. They're going to be loud. They're going to talk. That's trash. what it's all about. But this, when you know you have one of the best atmospheres in the country, is when you have the olds. <laughs> <laughs> acting like kids and that's there's nothing else to do in ames iowa and look these are all old none of these people you know what they're students. saying munch 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 the ref brought his lunch eat it ref eat it no they're that's talking they're, they're talking trash to the coach that's your own thing that's the kid he's, he's laughing laughing. He's like laughing he can't help yeah. himself you got a bunch of you got you got little kids you got olds doing this you got the banker <laughs> over there doing all that stuff you got jim carrey quit doing that Look at the woman in the top right. She's calling him a baby doing the, doing the fake on, tear. I mean, it's incredible. Why is Jim Carrey at the game. He didn't go to school there. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. I was, and and uh, Iowa State beat Kansas on Saturday, and Jim Carrey somehow got on TV again. I got to cut this for tomorrow's show. I think it was Ian Eagle who was on the call. He dropped like an Ace Ventura reference, too, when, uh, when talking about him. It's fantastic. But yeah, shout out to Iowa State. And they're ridiculously obnoxious fans. I mean, incredible. Those are great, fans. Those are great fans. That's classic. Yeah. Look, they, they, they cry and complain. Which the, the funniest part of all of this is like, if you're a big college basketball fan, 
There, there is not a fan base in the country that complains more about refs than Iowa State. I mean, they boo every single call. One of their players could tackle somebody, and they'd get mad that a foul was called. And they are making fun of somebody else for complaining about a call, and it is glorious. The banker and the substitute teacher in the yellow outfit over there. Come on now. You, you got the preacher in the crowd, too, talking shit. Oh, my goodness. It's so good, man. So good. So there's no horns a, down, but you got to, hey, but we don't do that here. And, and, and you, we, you, we just don't do that. Our BYU fans, we shouldn't, we shouldn't be there with horns down shirts on. Come on. Yeah. Bad why are why you getting all soft now? They've always been soft. This is just Have the first they really? time. Yeah. It's the first time, obviously, we've shared a conference with them. Uh, Texas does not go to Iowa State. They get Iowa State at home this year. So we won't, we won't get to see, uh, Jim Carrey, uh, he's not going to be. I, yeah, ISU Jim Carrey will not be <laughs> on Texas's schedule. All right, 10 o'clock. Let's bring on the uh, fellas of Chaos Theory. Boys, what's going on? What's up, guys? Happy weekend. Happy weekend to you, brother. Happy weekend. 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 That's a new thing. It's Monday. Monday. Good job, Wags. Hopefully, everybody had a, a, a yeah. happy weekend. That's what I meant to say. Is that what the show is going to be? Happy weekend on a Monday? Happy ending on a happy week. Happy ending on a Monday. Happy ending on a Monday. That's what we're doing. Detroit Lions coach gave everybody the happy ending over the week. Stop. Now, look. Now, he's the reason why they got there. Oh, here we go. Here's the old regular season guy. Here's what we do in the regular season. Forget getting to the Super Bowl. Let's lose our mind when it's time to get to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Right. Well, we got a seventeen point lead. Let's look, just get in look, the game. man. I'm telling you right now, take the fucking points. Take the damn points. But the reason, and I'll break this down a little bit in the show too, like the reason why people love Dan Campbell so much, it's because he goes against the numbers, right? It's because he You know why they hate him so much this morning, then? Well, That's yeah, right. they hate him, but not yeah. his team. I guarantee right now his team loves him because this team his team knows that they that he believes in his team. Like to me, you're going to lose a little bit going up against the numbers most of the time, right? Because the stats do dictate what's the best thing to do. Yes. But look, you will always have the mindset and the love and respect of your players if you believe in them, man. And you going against the numbers is saying, fuck you, fuck you numbers. We're going, we believe in you and we're going to actually get the fourth down. Do Those I think guys it's stupid? Are going back to their One, auto dealerships. In I, I agree. Fuck, I agree with Vegas. you. I think it's stupid, but I think it's, a, I think hey. it's an awesome sediment move for Dan Campbell. It just did hey, not work It's out really that. great. I mean, it's a good story. He's a great coach and everything, but they could have gone to the Super Bowl and he screwed the pooch. I mean, that's a bottom line right there. <laughs> It's hey, like, dude, hey. it's ex it's execution too. Anybody that's played the game will tell you it's also execution. But yes, yeah, those two calls were absolutely critical. Yeah, I mean, you know who's not happy? The damn kicker, Michael Badgley's going full office space in the Lions facility. Today. <laughs> I know. It's, it's not on him. It's not on him. Yeah, he never he, got the chance. Somebody uh, existed. That's why yeah, it's not that, on him. Think about that, dude. It, it's like, okay, here I come. I can come in here and do this. No, it's all right. You stay over there. <laughs> You stay uh, over there. Call me, got, call me a damn candidate. I, I got faith in, Forget says, that. I got faith in them, but I don't have any in you. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that, that dude's on the sideline. He's got a hard on. He's like, here I come. I'm going to get the end, coach. And it no. just went, no, no. no went you stay right down. there. Come you on, kick, man. Kick into the net. You just go kick into the net and enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Right, look at this. Look at this. Yeah. Um, congrats. My Chiefs. Back to the Super Bowl, boys. It's oh, it's really man. becoming hard for me to like. Uh, as much as I like Jason Kelsey, which is just kind of sacrilegious, it's I'm starting to hate Travis Kelsey. 
Why? You, they just played. You see what he did, you see what he did to Justin he Tucker? Nothing wrong. Bullshit. <laughs> you see what he did to Justin Tucker? Oh yeah, before the game. Yeah. Oh yeah. Throwing, yeah. throwing Justin Tucker's pads and then throwing his uh, his oh, gear up man. and kick the damn thing. That's intimidation, Bucky. Right? That is Bucky, not an intimidation. Uh, I mean, that's what thing. you do right there, right? Rodney, uh, you, you, you know why, do. Rodney? You know why you don't get it? What? Because aren't you? An, you're not an Aggie, are you? No. Okay, well, you're you're you a you're a Longhorn, right? <laughs> you're a Longhorn, right? Let me go get my. Uh, well, I know he ain't an Aggie right, wearing that that hoodie. That's what I'm saying. That. Like that's why I'm asking him the question. You're a Longhorn, right? Uh, yeah. You don't mess with family, and he fucked with family. No. Oh my god. Yep. Oh oh. oh. All right, that's what happened. Well, hey, all right, well, we don't I'm, do I'm, that. I'm, I'm, I'm calling, calling myself out first today. BYU fan now. Can't wear the shirts. Let me tell you. Here's one thing I want to tell you guys. I'm upset because I did want. I wanted Detroit and I wanted um, the Ravens. Detroit and I wanted the Ravens in the damn Super Bowl, man. But it's not going to happen. Lamar choked the chicken again. That ain't 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 Lamar either. Lamar's a great football player. Oh no, no doubt. No doubt. Can he give that MVP back to where it belongs to Patrick Mahomes? Just go ahead. He should have walked across the field after the game, shook his hand, and given him the trophy. Kind of like Dak. Can't win the big game. Goodell put a clause in this year that if you are the MVB, right, the most valuable uh, thing with uh, no, not not bitch. What's the thing with um most valuable bundle? If you're the most valuable bundle yeah. with Patrick Mahomes and my, and my auto, you're not yeah. going to be the MVP. So that was a clause that was instituted this season, Buck. So it's not going to happen. Oh, it's not. Oh, I got yeah. it. Well, right. and I'll tell you one you thing. You got to read Rich, between the lines. You got to read the fine print, guys. I don't know why you're not up to speed on this. Here, here's where it's really good. Here's where it's good for business for the NFL because I, I've got a lot of girlfriends, and when I mean girlfriends, female acquaintances. You know, yeah. through different things that I do, I've had so many people that. <laughs> what the fuck is this dude doing? You can't say that shit, Rodney. If it happens to be their fat little girlfriends, too bad. <laughs> You're allowed to have people that are friends of yours that are females. You know that. They don't you don't have to bang them all. They can be actually, my, actually my girlfriends are, are very slim because I meet them at the workout places. There but, you go. Uh, the Rodney, whole thing is, I was doing that this weekend. I was getting buffed. I heard that, big man. I heard big that, man, big man. Big man. You guys, think, the big you guys man. are getting caught staring at these guys thirsting. That's what you're doing. You know what, Rodney? Here's what I did. You hear what I ate this the, the, yesterday, dude? That was a full. That was, how'd you eat all of that before three o'clock? I'd have been I, shitting I all over myself because I was working out. Big man was working out, and I could feel the hunger building up in me. And three eggs with some bacon, and then Big some man. Girl Scout cookies. Big I ate a roll man. of Girl Scout cookies, and then I ate that. It was that clam chowder on top of all that stuff. <laughs> Those cookies. It did me in. You should have was seen it, me come down oh, those stairs. Fuck oh, was it what the red or the white? Was it the red or the white, Buck? Oh, I had the white. Oh, let, me tell you, let me tell you guys a story about cookies before y'all go. So I have been avoiding every Girl Scout cookie thing. What? Like if, if I go to the HEB or the Walgreens or the Goodwill <laughs> and they're out there selling those cookies, I like go the other way. I get a I get a Facebook message from a good friend of mine up in Waco for crying out loud. He's got about four kids and he's like, dude. My Tell me the cookies you want. Yeah, daughters, Girl yeah. Scouts, every goddamn one or, or every one of them. I'm going to ship you whatever you want to buy. I got six boxes that showed up over here. Oh, no. My dumbass oh. bought them. Thin mints, the peanut butter patties, oh. them lemonade things. Oh, the lemonades. I passed by those. You didn't have to buy them? 
No, he no, I had to buy him. He shipped oh, me free. He hooked me. Always be closing. He's like, man, you tell me what you want, I'll ship him for free. You know, my what? fat ass is going to the doctor tomorrow for a physical. Ooh, ooh. I may be unavailable for work Wednesday. We, uh, Box him up, man. I roll he, up hey, listen, my wife tells me just give him six dollars and run to the car. I go, I can't do buy one box of cookies. I said that I got to. You have to buy at least two boxes. It used to be like you did, Rodney. Go around them, and then they wouldn't bother you. They got their dads out now that are yeah, attacking you. If you go well, by the dad and you go what. by the cookies, they look at the dad will look at you like, hey, you got you got a chance to buy six dollars. You know you're gonna go to the bar and spend that. Give six dollars yeah, to my daughter. I'm, my wife says, just give them the one six dollars, give them six dollars and run to the car. They well, won't bother you. She, she, I said, honey, you can't do one, you can't do that. Well, hey, they probably up to the damn car now, man. They've they gotten will. smart. They've we got were, they, they, were posted up, they were posted up outside Mighty Fine. They literally walked halfway into the street to make sure after we said no the second time, they're like, nah, man, we insist. You we guys really and now and now they're smart because like the moms will dress up all nice. Oh. and it's like, how do you not walk over there? You, you well, know, it's the, like you gotta walk by that Children. table. There's <laughs> the kryptonite for you, isn't it? I did and not notice that, Rodney, that the moms are this one had a dad. This is that tractor supply. Uh, I mean, they were posting oh. out tractor supply, and I'm like, I go by the dead, and this dude is like six eight. Like you know, NASCAR uh, dude. He looked at me and said, "Hey, are you interested in some cookies?" I wanted to say, "No, I'm not interested in any damn cookies. I'm here to buy some dog treats." They got, they got said, me yesterday. Oh, I was this little redhead daughter. I'm you like, oh. which ones you buy? No. I bought the ones that they taste just like the little. Remember the little animal cookies that we used to have? Had no <laughs> taste to them. That's well, what I bought. I bought that and I took a whole line of them. I ate at Lucky. one sitting, I ate like 12 of them. That's because now they have the Girl Scout cookies that are free of glute. Oh, no, they don't glute have glute Girl Scout cookies. They've got those. Oh, yeah. They got that shit now. And I'm then sure they don't care about gluten free. If you're going to give them cookies, well, oh, I'm sorry. They get the money. I'm sorry. And, the then, and then when you don't buy them, you get this. Excuse me, bitch. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Carla's coming after you. If Carla's That's coming exactly after you, you're in trouble, dude. I don't like the I don't like the aggression because some of the little girls they'll start getting real close to you, like, and if you if you nudge on them, Dad's like, "That's going to cost you four boxes." Did you just make contact with my daughter? That's four right there. That's so four boxes. I'm like, no, she's getting too close to me, Mister. Get her away. When from we me. were pulling out, when we were pulling out of the parking spot, I looked at my wife and I was like, "Did you notice?" Out? That they followed us to the fucking car <laughs> to get the damn cookies. To it. Did you know? Like, and she's just like, "There, it's been a slow year for Girl Scouts. They don't make enough money as it what? is." And I, I, I agree. I agree. The the season just started. Don't be following us to the car. How can they not make money? I remember I used to buy those for like from a Rodney. Two fifty a box. Take money from the girls, Rodney. Oh, I used to get them for a buck and a quarter. That's how old I am. I now they're quick for a buck, and now they get you get less in the in the box too. Two for paying more, you're getting less. That's the American's got cookies. a fat problem. We're all fat, apparently. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Somebody's trying to help me, but I'm trying to be the big man, and they're they they help me be the big man. Plus that, mm, you know, it's good that clam chowder over the top of those cookies. Okay. Oh, that's a bad oh. mix. Oh, oh man, oh. that makes your legs go horizontal, man. Just like uh <laughs> yeah, that's um like that scene in Dumb and Dumber where Jeff Daniels is just blowing mud on the toilet. <laughs> all right, I gotta go to a doctor's appointment. Speaking of doctors, after all that, <laughs> blow it out, man. Blow it out. There he goes. <laughs>